to your sanity safe space the call-in show where you decide the topic from love chat for matt to the hate in your heart i can't believe it there are no limits you can be nice i love legends you can be mean i don't give a fuck or you can blow it all up every wednesday at nine it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe and now here they are matt christensen and blonde hello and welcome to the show it is the call-in show the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy hello blonde hello well my state hours ago became the first state in the union to ban TikTok. So seriously, I don't have it on my phone. I guess I can't. I don't know when this takes effect, but I can't download it. How do you even do that? Uh, I was curious about that. They're going to they're not going to punish individual users. They're going to punish or uh, the action will be taken against app stores and hosts like the Apples and the Googles. So the uh, the humble state of Montana thinks they're going to take down Tim Cook and company or Sundar Pichai and company. I, um, I have my doubts that this is going to work very well, whether it, whether the law should be in play or not is a different debate, but just as a practical matter, I'd be interested to see how this plays out. Can the state of Montana take on Apple and Google and win? No, probably not, but they're going to try it. Uh, did you have any Durham report reactions? No, I don't care about any of this. Like five what about or six... you? I saw you put out a video, but I did not watch it. <laughs> um, I yeah, I broke down the uh, the main points, and um, but I just remember wide-eyed you. I don't know, five years ago, doing the show in like 2017 when all oh of this God, news. Oh my God! They're totally gonna get him. Yeah, gonna get him. And, and in fairness, it's not like I saw it clearly because I was I was hesitant to believe all of the allegations made against the FBI. Lo and behold, those are basically all true, but. But you at the time, like you were, you were thinking justice is coming. These people are going to prison. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Head spikes walls. And uh, here we are six years later and not a one. So nothing's going to happen is what you're saying. Well, Durham recommended no additional charges. He let's let me phrase that correctly. He didn't recommend no charges. He did not make charging recommendations beyond what has already happened. And of course, he went over two on the ones that went to trial. So, okay. What guess, a pussy. I guess that's it. But uh, it is 300 pages of riveting material about just how corrupt the FBI is. My favorite part is Peter Strzok saying from the onset, uh, there's nothing to this, but we have to run it to the ground. <laughs> just openly telling, openly telling his subordinate. This is a bunch of nonsense, but we have to make it appear as though it's real. So instead of me being involved in this very important political revelation that I've been following for six years, I have just been rage tweeting at Isabella Moody, who I didn't even know who she was until like two days ago about this public breastfeeding thing. And so mom Twitter, it's just war. Oh, my God. It's just fucking war. Cassandra Fairbanks came at, at me. I'm like, listen, monkey girl. I will fuck you up. It's just terrible. I cannot. Well, there are probably some, but there are a few fights I'm less interested in getting into than Twitter mom fight. 
But don't you want to watch it from afar? I'm sure your Mm. wife is watching this from afar. She has seen it. And I've seen some of it because I follow most of you guys. But my sister um, even texted me and she's like, I just came across your Twitter rant like organically, not because I was looking at your Twitter. Wow. (laughs) I'm so so mad. (laughs) Well, we'll see how this one gets resolved, too. Anyway, it won't. We uh, will take your calls as usual tonight. If you are uh, if you're new to the show and you need instructions for how to participate, there are instructions in the description of whatever viewing platform you may be viewing on. If you would like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. And please do look for the call in show question form. That's how we collect them. Uh, and of course, we'll we'll uh, catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. YouTube, Tippy Stream, Rumble, Odyssey—they're all working these days. So we'll check in on all of those. And uh, other than that, we'll just hop right into the calls. Unless there's anything else you need to mention. Oh, I could, right, but I we'll, won't. All right, I'm above it all. Yeah, good for you, Aeolian. Are you there? I am here. How are you doing, guys? Hi. We are well. What's on your mind? Well, okay. So obviously the Durham report just dropped and nobody like is at all surprised. That's that's my one takeaway from this whole yeah. thing. It takes it takes so long to produce because it has to be bulletproof, right? If anything comes out, any loose threads that John uh, that uh, uh John Durham, yeah, that yeah. John Durham puts out there, it's going to be pulled by every single rat journalist with any kind of uh, with any kind of uh, prescience of mi- presence of mind, this is why these things take so long because yeah. they have to run everything to ground, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah it makes so, sense. It's this whole thing about oh, it's like it's it's right after the uh, uh, the Trump town hall backfire. It was all planned from the beginning. I've seen that a couple places already. No, it's not. It's just like uh, it, th- that's a frustrating part. That's like. Oh, this is this is just another part of the plan. No, it's not. Nothing is actually part of the plan. It's just we already knew what was here. There was all of this stuff was concocted bullshit. None of yep. it was real. Yeah, totally. And, and nobody cares. So I just want to move on, like from this whole thing, and like let's just make it understand. Uh, in in my locality, we had a school a city school board election. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the conservative guy, he was late in the game, didn't spend a lot of money, so we lost. But as I walked out of work, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go vote. It's like, vote? That doesn't matter anything. Well, if voting doesn't work as a means of just settling our differences, you know? And I just looked at them with the wry smile. Have you ever watched The Purge? <laughs> Careful, the next... you're going to get arrested. You Ooh, said that to people yeah. in public and they didn't... Uh... Uh, uh, oh, the, I mean, this is like the two most hardcore guys. Uh, oh, okay. at, they're, they're brothers. They're like in their early 40s. And one of them's the state dart tra- state dart champion. So All right. he's he's based as hell. But yeah, I kind of have to do... I kind of do have to watch it <laughs> as far as those comments go. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, guys, this is not this is not it. This is not it. What I really would like to talk about, um, uh, in in the in the Catholic conservative world, there was this talk between Dennis Prager of Prager U and the and a Catholic podcaster uh, 
uh, Matt Fred about the nature of, you know, sexual sin, pornography, masturbation, all that kind of stuff. And it's just mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, in this conversation, Dennis Prager lets the cat out of the bag that his, his dad in the 60s subscribed to Playboy and looked at it with his wife and I've said, I've heard oh, of people doing stuff like this before and I find it completely bizarre. Yeah. I, I don't, I wasn't alive in the sixties, Yeah, uh, but it's just like, okay, this one data point informs everything about what this old guy is fumbling around trying to like make these, all these distinctions because he just, Wait, he just, he just got a playboy and looked at it with his wife. Yeah. And this is, this is Den This is like the Prager, you know, this is the Prager's childhood memories of his parents. Now, well, the, my problem with that is that the child should have no knowledge of this. Like, if a but, married couple wants to do, I mean, I mean, come on, guys, married couple but, with kids, like, I don't give a shit. Well, fine, but are it's you like, saying that this is young Prager uh, Prager participated in it, or no, he just was, it was aware just his of it? Parents, he should well, have been. I'm, fair enough, but his parents were seen by him, meaning yeah. it wasn't something. It wasn't just like part of foreplay. It was on yeah. the coffee table. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like family obviously. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, well, this is um this is weird. Was uh, it just was it just nudity? It, it's what we would call softcore today, but what was Well, no, 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 no. Softcore porn people are masturbating or, you know, performing some sort of sexual oh, act very well. Then it's all then yeah, it's just like it's just nudity and and women in bed sheets. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean I don't give a shit. I, mean, I don't know what to say here. Am I a bad Catholic? Yeah, yeah. I find this pretty inoffensive. It's just nudity. Well, uh, again, it's just nudity. Like, I, I don't have any problem with, like, kids being instructed in, you know, the great works of art, you know, Venus de Milo, whatever. Nudity is not a problem. The problem is, and this brings it back to the present day, sexualizing children. Yeah. And yeah, okay. inadvertently, inadvertently, like Dennis Prager was sexualized because this thing called Playboy, which was a very like, I I am not schooled up on uh, pornographic uh, magazine culture in the mid century, but I'm willing to say that like Playboy was not something that you had around the house, uh, in, in, in like when company was around, right? Okay, yeah, I'm so, with you. Yeah, but this is, mm, uh. Okay. All I'm trying to say is I am I I am professionally diagnosing um, Dennis Prager's childhood uh, trauma, and this is why that he's he comes off as a creepy old man when talking about porn, and he can't hold a candle to Catholic teaching. Yes, but why is that? It's because of the Playboy. It's because In his the dad. <laughs> it's because his dad was looking at. Uh, Go deeper. So Go deeper. Why? <laughs> Exodus 32, verse 9. That's why. I don't know the reference off the top of my head, obviously. Can you? It's, uh... it's, when, uh, it's when Moses has come down off of Mount Sinai and he hears the people of the Lord that he has just led out of Egypt reveling beneath the golden calf. And the Lord says to Moses, I have seen the people and they are a stiff-necked people. And let me alone in my wrath so that I may destroy them. But out of you, I will make a great nation. 
Now, the thing that totally destroys my argument there is that immediately after, what does Moses do? He hasn't even seen, he hasn't even seen the golden calf yet. He's like, no, stop, don't. Let, like, let me intercede on your behalf. Let me show them your commandments. So the Lord is averted in his wrath, and Moses goes down to just the, a 40-year-long salvage operation. All right. All right. Fair, uh, fair enough. I'm not, I'm not sure I follow entirely the connection to the Playboy thing, but I, I'm not a... I'm not great with the uh, scripture. Uh, Pr- Pr- Prager's Jewish. Prager's Jewish. That's so. it. That's all. Stiff-neck, that's all you're getting. People. Okay. Yeah. That's that was a roundabout way of getting at that. Okay. I was like, yes, is anyone going to say it? Because I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Do you have any other thoughts you wanted to add to uh, add to that before we finish up? Well, it's just that it's it's concerning for me, and this is back to what's really on my mind about you know how how then the left is coming after how the left is coming after, you know, kids. So I moved back to, you know, my state of, uh, you know, what I call my home state, South Dakota. And, you know, my, my brother's here and their family is growing. And I'm concerned we might get to a point where, you know, children will literally be taken from their, from their parents because of some Soviet style snitching program where it's just, Oh, I saw him and his I saw him call his his son boy, you know? And so it's like I think he's enforcing harmful gender stereotypes and then there might be th- this is my most fever dream dystopia fear of things. But it's like, oh, th- okay, yeah, I don't want that. So I'm going to make I'm going to make a big deal about this about these small things like this gender curriculum in classrooms about kids who I have no relation with because this is the fight, in my opinion, that has to take place so that future generations, like, at least can look back at some people, I'm not saying I'm one of them, but some people and say, why didn't you keep us from this? Like, yeah. why, why, why didn't you preserve us? So that's what's, you know, that's what's on my mind when I see, you know, an old Jewish man who's concerned, who's, who's perceived by the conservative movement as oh this is a wizened you know this is a wizened elder and we should look to him to for for advice and he can't give a straightforward answer on is pornography bad it's like oh well you know i mean sometimes it's like no that's that is incorrect pornography is intrinsically evil because it reduces people to things that's why okay all right fair enough uh thank you for the story i was not aware of this aspect of prager history but I will. Well, I'll keep an I mean, eye on it. It's not like oh, right. It's, yeah. it's not like secret knowledge. He he confesses it himself. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm listening to more Ben Shapiro, and I'm remind, reminded why I don't listen to Ben Shapiro anymore. Mm. So this is the circle. Like th- this is the circle of uh, you know, of tension between the Judeo and the Christian theology that the Western, uh, that the Western ethos is built on. So right. it's interesting. I'm going to keep tabs on it. All right. Well, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Not at all. Take care, guys. God bless. Okay. Wicked Masshole is up next. Wicked Masshole, are you there? Yeah, right here. What's Hi. on your mind? Well, uh, I sent a super chat a while, I think it was two weeks ago, two episodes ago, about 
the theoretical question of whether it, you could sue a history book for libel or whatnot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like how current does it have to? I guess if if you're still alive and the so-called history defames you, then they should be uh, liable, yeah. De- defamed by legal standards, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if uh, you realize this, but it was based off of a Greg Price substack. He launched a substack and one of his first things was uh, the A-Push textbooks, which are uh, some of them are quite doozies, I will say. And I just wonder if you were aware of that. I don't know anything about those books specifically, but I assume they're covering what? They're covering Donald Trump or what aspect of yeah. recent history are they covering? Yeah, well, uh, when they talk about Donald Trump, it uh, asserts as fact that he was a sexual predator, whereas with Bill Clinton, he was dogged by scandal and accused of philandering. It says mm-hmm. definitively he was a sexual predator? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Again, that uh, that would be a pretty brazen one because that I guess. Well, I wonder how that would be handled because it doesn't say convicted, I suppose. So, yeah, it just asserts as fact. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah, and so, then, of course, they have some uh, interesting uh, takes on the uh, Trayvon Martin shooting. They don't mention the whole he was beating up George Zimmerman. And uh, they also repeat the hands up, don't shoot thing. Again. No way that made oh it. Oh my there? lord. They haven't given that one up. Nope. I don't think they ever will. Did like they say years from now. how did they present it? Like activists did the gesture to demonstrate support for, uh, or did they say that Michael Brown had his hands up at the time of his death? Yeah. Uh let's see. I mean, even though the the, the activists were wrong, it wouldn't necessarily be wrong to say that they were doing that. Uh, you might want to have a footnote that would say, even though that by yeah, witness testimony and other evidence, it did not happen at the scene of the event. But I wonder how that was characterized. Let's see. Yeah, it says that Zimmerman was white. You know, the average white Hispanic funny story. Yeah. And uh, they also would repeat the both sides hoax as we well, the fine people hoax, as we all uh, know. Yeah. 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 He said it about 20 seconds. Yeah, he disavowed them uh, get, oh, 20 seconds after, but he totally did do it. But uh, it's not just the uh, generalized lying, although also they have the wet market theory as clearly the case. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Now they need to be sued. Now I've, I've seen enough. Originated in animals, probably bats, before crossing into humans at an unsanitary wet market in Wuhan City. What about the raccoon dogs? Sold live animals for food. <laughs> and the Again. pangolins. What about the pangolins, which I thought were <laughs> penguins, but aren't? Yeah, a turtle piss- kissed a pangolin. Right, yeah. Again, they don't even say, they don't, I don't think they even mention, yeah, based off of the excerpt he has here, it looks like they don't even allude to the pot, the theory that it was, you know, not a wet market. Wow, that's a pretty glaring omission. Uh, the, yeah. the lab origin theory. Uh, yeah. And, uh, gaining a lot of steam lately. But do you know the publication date on that? In all fairness, it uh, uh, I think not it that I was ever a big recent, pangolin but... believer, but it was more commonly accepted years ago than it is now, I think. I don't know what the publication date is for this hmm. one. Uh, let's see. Uh America, a narrative history, 12 edition. Let's double check. Right, let's look it up. A narrative history is right. It sounds like all the narratives are in there. Uh, 
Isn't they, it weird they, how Trayvon they, Martin and, and Michael Brown are considered aspects Publication of American date, history? July 1st, 2022. Okay, so within the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just, yeah, you know, the, the history book lines is like, oh, it happened 100 years ago. What are you going to do? It's like, yeah, I mean, here's they've also got stuff about how whoa, angry white men voted for uh, voted for Donald Trump, and uh, they wanted to go back to the good old days when racism was allowed, and uh, hmm. and also they don't mention the Steele dossier, FISA abuses, or anything else, and uh, and uh, well, I guess uh, add another reason not to send your kids to public school, but yeah. Uh, Viral politics, the pandemic deep in political divisions. Following President Trump's lead, Republicans were much less willing than Democrats to respect CDC guidelines for social distancing and wearing masks, insisting that it was their no, no. constitutional right to do whatever they wanted, right. wherever that's, they please, even if doing so endangered others. That's the As thing. American- the CDC failed to respect me. That's actually backwards. Uh, I don't have an obligation to respect the CDC. Yeah, the yeah. CDC then- has a constitutional obligation to respect all of us and the rule of law in this country, which they did not. The idea that we have to be nice to Rochelle Walensky. Why? That's just your opinion, man. Why do I why do I have any obligation to these people? I have none. In fact, yeah, we all pay them way too much money. I, I think a little meanness is uh, a fair price to pay for that. If you thought that line wasn't bad enough, the next sentence is a doozy. As American behavior during the Second World War had demonstrated, however, the necessity of collective sacrifice in pursuit of the greater good during the national crisis should not be confused as an assault on individual liberty. Hmm. Did they get that one from FDR or what? Who knows? <laughs> Just author's, author's viewpoint. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing. I, I yeah. have not heard all of, these, uh, all of these excerpts, so I appreciate that. But uh, appreciate the call as well. Have a good night. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? Thanks. Uh, isn't that weird, though? It's like uh, history books, uh, American history books. Maybe you start out with um, with the Mayflower and you start out with right. Jamestown and you move through the Revolutionary War. So it goes from John Smith to George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and then to Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, I understand that those were events of news significance, but are, well, maybe I should maybe to push back against myself. They they probably were events of historical significance, even though it was for the wrong reasons. I suppose I shouldn't. That discount. doesn't make them. That doesn't make them these kinds of. Um, I don't know historical figures that should be idolized. It's yeah, totally the, different. The relevance, consequently historical figures but what does that even yeah. mean the relevance is the lies about them not really them as figures yeah it seems like they were both not very good guys as figures but the lies about them were certainly very consequential i suppose uh, all right let's talk to uh michigan expat mr expat are you there hey matt you there i Hi. am sir hey blonde you doing all right you look like you're bored or something oh no i'm I'm so mad about this Twitter thing, this Twitter spat I'm having. It's like ruining my day. I need to to follow Matt's lead and just not engage. Although you do every once in a Pretty while. Much I never see anymore. A, but then the trade off yeah. is like, yeah, I mean, it, if people want to use Twitter as a means to grow their profile, then you want to do what you're doing. And there's a lot of there's a lot to be gained there. I yeah. it's not that I. I just can't control myself when I get sucked into that kind of Twitter fight. 
I can't exercise the uh, restraint and the willpower to just put you walk away from the computer, put the phone down and not. I can't do it. I can't. It's taking me like every fiber of my being right now. Not not going to lie. I haven't been following a whole lot of the political news lately. I mean, I've been taking a break from it for like the past week now. I've been batting. Yeah, I've been batting out like a game. Yeah, I've been batting out like a game each night since then for like the past five nights. It's like I love a game I can finish in one night, you know. But uh, so Wait, what, what kind of game? To... What? Just video games in oh. general. Video yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, video. But uh, yeah, if you're if you're hip with the kids, you just refer to video games collectively as video. But uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that. So one, I have... But I'm not hip with yeah. the kids, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what I have to talk about tonight is I just have some I just have some one-off thoughts and maybe some loose ends from the last time I called in. Um, so more in stories of graffiti and vandalism. Okay, so. Um, let me think here. Uh, let's see. What did I, uh, crud, I'm, I'm blanking out. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so sort of a black pill. So about a year ago, I noticed a place in which someone engraved Arrest Fauci. And that was a half a year ago. And I went back there just recently. And someone just completely scratched that out, the, the engraving. And then, like, on the sides of it, it's like, I can't tell whether they're trying to write simp or sheep but it's like the letters started with an s it ended with a p it was only like four letters long so it almost looked like they just wrote like ship on each side of it what was it carved into simp Uh, why would they do that That yeah men's restroom men's restroom oh well i mean that's that's where uh, it's anybody's guess (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean it's like yeah either either could be either could be some cuck guy who, who scratched it out or either you know some chick having to clean the restroom but uh yeah. Um, otherwise, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I uh, noticed an instance of reverse, what I like to call reverse graffiti. So out in the countryside, like an hour or two away from me, there is what is basically a, a burnt down. I mean, maybe it's burnt down or it's just closed out, but like a burnt down or closed out strip club. And uh, someone erected a cross on top burnt of it. Burnt down or? Yeah. <laughs> it's like amb- it's possibly yeah. burnt down, but you can't tell. Well, I mean, well, it's like like the roof is like caved in or whatever. Oh, okay. But yeah. uh, yeah. How but, do you yeah, know it was a strip yeah. club? Well, because you know, you, you uh, had whatever signage that used to be there, you know, so many years ago, and that signage is gone now. But someone ended up erecting like a cross on top of the building, and then somewhere on the building, it's like it's not exactly spray paint, but it's like me, you know, I, I can't tell what it is, but it's it's mm. in black, and it just says Christ is King. So someone just basically took, uh an old strip club building and just, you know, toss a cross on top of it. And then like wrote like, you know, Christ is King in big letters across it. But, uh, so that's hmm. my, uh, so that's my idea of what reverse graffiti is like, but, uh, wholesome graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, reverse I can't say graffiti, I've seen much know, of it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so that, that's, uh, that, that was, that was interesting. Otherwise let's see here. As far as face diaper worshiper sightings, I mean, this was, I, I forgot to talk about, sl- about this last time I called in, but it was like either the first week of May or the last week of April, I, you know, I'm at this, you know, restaurant, um, and, you know, I, you know, I'm walking to the restroom, you know, and I noticed like this family, I mean, the, the woman, I mean, I don't know if she's a mother or the grandmother, but, you know, she had like, you know, gray hair or whatever, but I mean, one of her, you know, she had one of her kids wearing, you know, a face diaper, of course. What as I'm walking bitch. past her, yeah, as I'm, yeah, but her, yeah, her one kid was wearing a face diaper, but the other one wasn't. I don't know why, but I mean, as I'm walking past her, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm walking right past her because that's the way I have to go to get to the restroom. But I mean, I'm basically, just like talking right in the ear. I'm like, you know, children should not be wearing face diapers, is what I said. Very and good. you know, she just giggled. 
But it's like, you know, she I, mean, I didn't at really that. know what else to say after that because, you know, I wasn't expecting to see, you know, any FDWs lately. But, uh, I mean, you know, she just that's giggled. What you call I mean, it? That's for face diaper wearer? Yeah. Well, face diaper worshiper. Yeah. Worshiper. FDW. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But, um, I saw some yeah, fat yeah. bitch at Lowe's today yeah. wearing one. I was like, what are you even doing? You're so yeah. fat. Why are you bothering? Yeah. But, um, it's like, <laughs> it is if a if weird I, if I, if I, personal, personal health battle to pick in the circumstance. I know. I it's like you're not worried about, um, heart disease or hormonal problems for your fatness. You're not worried about how you look and you're wearing a face mask. Like, what are you even doing hmm. with your life? But uh, yeah, I mean, if if I had known what to say at the time, I, w- I would have been like, you know, you think that's funny? It's like you're depriving your kid like of twenty percent of their, you know, o- of uh, you know, twenty percent of uh, ox- oxygen. You're you're giving your kid, you know, twenty percent oxygen deprivation, you know. But it, you know, I, I didn't feel, you know, like I said, had to go to the restroom, and I wasn't really thinking on my feet. So, but I mean, the fact that you know, I bothered to say anything. I'm I'm kind I'm kind of just a l- just a little bit glad with myself. All I right. bothered to say anything. Well, but, th- uh, thanks for uh, thanks for stepping up in public, as I know yeah. you've discussed throughout the uh, Corona saga. And I yeah. it's it, I would say that my daily mask sightings. It's like one a day, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's down it's, there. It's, Today it's was the first nobody. woman I've seen in like a week. We had to go to the, we went to the hospital for our first ultrasound uh, on Monday. And we got, I was like, we haven't been back since our son was born. Since the transpen optional. Oh my God. <laughs> and we could actually go in the door closest to the uh, OB part of the hospital because that was blocked back when we were there before because mm. you had to get your temperature checked to get in there. So you got to go to this other part of the building and then around. It mm. was like. Oh my God! It was. It was, it was <laughs> I mean, and, and, that's, just, and that's in Montana too. Yeah, what is just the norm felt like so free and liberating because mm-hmm. I've never been in this place without the suffocation yeah. of the stupid mask nonsense. Yeah, uh, and and it just shows the conditioning too. You walk in there and it's almost like I'm thankful yeah. or relieved, and it's like, but you're not supposed to appreciate this base level norm. Yeah, yeah. But I but I do now because that every time <sighs> I went in there was something else, but. But yeah, I mean, it's like my, my line, my line for anytime I see anyone wearing a blue face diaper, you know, one of the surgical blue face diapers, I tell, yeah. you know, I ask them, you enjoying your asbestos there, boss? Yeah. Of course, you know, if they, if they, if they, if they ask me a question and be like, yeah, what do you think those things are, are made out of? Made of like an asbestos like uh, uh, substance and those and the blue ones specifically are like outlawed in Canada now. If you didn't what know is that. it? Is it graphene? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I graphene, I think. Yeah, and I, I think that's like the same. I think that's the same stuff they had in the jabs too. Whatever, culling the herd. Yeah. I yeah. took my daughter to her three-year checkup today. What, nobody should be taking their kids for any checkups anyway. And so mm. they got on my case about the COVID vaccine, and then I didn't, or I did give my daughter the hepatitis B vaccine, and I regret yeah. it. And I was telling this MD like, "Listen, next kid is going to have no vaccines," and she's like, "Well." You can pick up hepatitis B on surfaces. No, oh, okay. Like, okay, all right. Yeah, like like what all kind the people, of surfaces what kind of, and who has like, been lives, there? It lives on surfaces for five <laughs> days. I'm like, you want to tell me that all these drug addicts and like anal prostitutes that get yeah. Hep B are picking it up from touching surfaces? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, these uh, people are just such lot. Like she was just lying to my face earnestly, I yeah. and I know she believed it. You know, because she's a doctor, and she's like, we recommend that I had to sign some waiver. 
Wow. Yeah, because like I mean now I mean nowadays I mean back when I used to have chicks flirting with me, you know I had I had my share of pickup lines, but nowadays it's like okay, which COVID jab did you take? And obviously you know the correct answer is none of them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good filter if you're looking for a future wife. You start right there, exactly. get to the serious talk right away. But uh, thanks for the call, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Donated. Whoops, I did it again. Sorry, <laughs> I joined the wrong room once again. Um, yeah, I, I buried the lead a little bit at the top of the show. We, we, uh, our ultrasound looked good. Heartbeat, a little bit of yep. movement, all that. It's crazy. They did tell you that your kid's trans. Though, right? <laughs> yeah. They were able to identify that. Like you got a, uh, you got a nine week old little tranny in there. Just no, I don't know if it's a, a boy or a girl. I'll learn that later. But, um, do you guys find but, out? I can't remember. Well, we did at the anatomical ultrasound last time and I'll probably do the same thing this time. I would like to know ahead of time just cause I think I'll prepare differently. Um, but like mentally, yeah, well, and, and even like some things I might prepare for the baby's room might be a little bit different as well. Um, but I, obviously I saw this the first time around, but I, I experienced it again on Monday. My wife is nine weeks pregnant and there mm-hmm. is a very distinct human being, albeit an only one inch long human being, but that human being has a head and a face and is animated with a heartbeat. It looks like a little person going to sleep and rolling over, sleeping on the other side. And I'm thinking like, it's supposedly draconian to, to say you can't kill this thing six weeks from now. Uh, that's crazy because the idea, like, what am I looking at on this ultrasound other than my own son or daughter? What is that? That's not right, a lot. Right. That's not a distinct human being in an individual's life. Are you out of your mind? Um, and the, the other reason this is on my mind is because I just turned on the news before the stream here. North Carolina just passed some abortion bill. I think they're restricting it 12 weeks or something like that. But all the activists are all up in arms, as you'd expect. And one of the, the women activists they were talking to, she said the line, my wife noticed, that, noticed this and emphasized it to me. She said, uh, every pregnancy is a threat to a woman's life. That's insane. It's not a disease. (laughs) That is, I mean, the propagandizing and the conditioning to transform what is your greatest gift as a woman. Yeah. Into believing that it's a threat to your life. It's like, it's no different than me saying like every hamburger is a threat to my life. Like eating food is a natural part of life and it can have negative consequences if it's handled poorly or in certain isolated instances. But Every pregnancy is a threat to you. First of all, every abortion is the ending of a life. So, uh, ending of a life, right. And, and I'm sick of them pathologizing pregnancy like it's a disease. Yeah. Uh, and, and every pregnancy is a threat to the mother's life. Every pregnancy is the greatest gift that mother is ever going to receive. Yep. How, what's, what's the mortality rate for births in this country? It's like minimal. It's very, very it's, low. It's like, not, I think, yeah, it's, it's um, incredibly low. Yeah, you're probably at a higher statistical risk going to the hospital or the birthing center or wherever you're going. Maybe you're doing a home birth so you don't have the highway risk. But driving around, I'm sure, is riskier Riskier than than the birth. Think about all the women in your life and through our show and everything that you've known that have given birth. Do you know a single person or have ever heard of a single person dying in childbirth? No, neither. Only in the Oregon Trail video game. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. 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 Anyway. 
that was uh, our experience on Monday. And just a few hours ago, it's just so sad to me. I mean, I can see the joy that my son brings to my wife and of course to me as well. But to, to try to condition my wife or anybody else that somehow he would not just be a curse on her life, but like a threat to her life. He's going to kill her. Right. What a tragedy. Right. What what vicious propaganda. It's just yep, unbelievable. Exactly. Anyway, uh, we should catch up with a few chats before we get back to the calls. Oh, uh, sure. Rumble over on Rumble. Stick sent me here, says had a good call in topic, but my wife thrusted tequila upon my tongue during date night. And now now I'm schnockered that's a new one to me i've never Cheers. heard that before nicholas well tequila is a i'm not a big liquor guy but if i am drinking liquor tequila is an excellent choice so enjoy your evening Conservacock says i love blonde no homo oh thank guess you. it must be a chick then oh okay <laughs> bert says hey my hey my jagas it's g-i-a-r once you choose a username here you're stuck forever well maybe they'll allow uh username changes in the future but uh not for now i guess uh we're good on rumble and we're good on odyssey okay uh captain norway chat of one or two my soap arrived i was minding my own business in the kitchen when the sound of gattling guns blazing is that what he meant to say i've never seen that word before i don't have it in front of me tore through the mountains and an airy of bald eagles descended down from the red oh. white and blue skies yeah here we go yeah and a tight formation of f-15 now Broke I the sound see. barrier, shattering all the windows in the neighborhood. The ghost of George Washington appeared hovering above me and handed me a glowing golden bar of soap. Human happiness and tingling balls are inseparably connected. Beautiful. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, we sent soap all the way to We Norway. love you. You're very special. Yeah. And he had the uh, patriotic experience and the ball tingling experience to go with it. So thank you for reporting back. I, I was curious. I've never sent anything to Norway before, so I thought it would take a while to get there. It sounds like it did, but it did get there. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Harry Pohl, did you hear about Coach Redpill being arrested by Ukrainians? Again, good riddance, one of the worst YouTube grifters and a thief. Who would have thought that annoying your host nation during a war is a bad idea? Don't drop the soap, coach. I saw that and I was like, why did he go back to Ukraine after last time? Was the first one a real disappearance or was that fake? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of any of this. Frankly, I don't know what to make of anything I hear coming out of Ukraine in general. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or just that part of the, the world. It's all propaganda of one form or another, if you ask me. Uh, Jeff Sloat, Howdy Mountain Blonde. I saw that multiple people die from Montana sushi this month. Californication be killing people. What? So there's a place in town called Dave's Sushi in Bozeman. I assume this is what you're referring to. Did it kill and, people? And Dave's has this kind of cult-like following. And I've never been a sushi guy until I discovered a rival sushi place in town called Seven. And so we love Seven. We we used to go there maybe once a month, but of course we eat out less now with our kid and stuff. But and it's on right, the other right. side of town. It's kind of inconvenient. But Dave's, there were multiple deaths, as in two. So two deaths at Dave's in the last month, and oh, they've traced they've traced it back to Chinese mushrooms. Oh, so it's not the fish, eh? Chinese mushrooms at Dave's Sushi. And I just saw in the news this evening that Dave's is going to reopen. They've got the clear from the state health department. They're going to reopen in the ne in the coming days. And I wonder, <laughs> is it how, how are they going to attract people in there? How are they going to? Dave's yeah. has a, a big following in this town. People really love it. But after two people died eating there. Oh, yeah. At least it wasn't the fish. 
they're saying it's the mushrooms, the Chinese mushrooms. Damn. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I wonder, uh, Jeff, I, I, if you, uh, how did you hear of this? Are you local or how did you hear the story? If you want to send me an email, I'll just be curious. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeff. You want oh, to grab uh, one or two more? Are we done? Oh, sure. That's fine. Um, blonde shoulders. I, I make the boys want to see more of blonde. <laughs> I have very unremarkable shoulders, but thank you. Matt Satanson. I am Matt Christensen, arch enemy. Matt Satanson, long live the trannies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh oh yeah my wife says and seven hospitalizations she's right it wasn't Good just Lord. it wasn't just the two the two deaths were the worst obviously but uh seven Yikes. hospitalizations uh we will come back to your chats at the top of the hour um i'll have to just circle back with you thank you for the reminder as well i i, I didn't i haven't gone to dave's in since before i even knew my wife so pre-2018 yeah uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on in there, but uh, well, you're dead. That's what's happening. Right I now. guess You're the ghost of Matt Christian long live seven sushi, but seven sushi is like they cheat because they have the, I don't know if it's cheating, but sushi purists would tell me it's not legit because they do what, like they fry it, you know? Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, it, that's, that's what makes it. That's what makes it great. They have all kinds of, uh, you know, legit stuff, but it's the fried things that are fantastic. Nice. Tom is that's up just- next. That's just terrible. Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind? Um, I, was, I missed the beginning of your call-in show last Wednesday because I was uh, on the watch in the town hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden I realized, oh, shit, it's uh, past 9 o'clock. I missed the call. <laughs> oh, well, but I'm here today. So um, I don't think that you commented that much on the uh, on the uh actual call the town hall is a town hall supposed to be a forum where the 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 host like interrogates the the guest for the first 20 minutes before they get to any audience questions i i was not able to watch the entire thing in its entirety because cnn seemingly protected this with their lives you have to be a paid subscriber to find this thing so i've seen the clips but i don't have uh i don't have a sense of what it was like in its entirety uninterrupted so you're saying caitlin collins the host was pretty antagonistic huh well the the first 20 minutes i mean she she's hitting on all the the things that we don't really care about yeah you know the uh the, the trial result the sexual assault i mean yeah we care about it but it was 30 years ago uh january 6th okay well it's over we, you know it's it's done even the 2020 election okay that's that's two and a half years ago we want to know about the 2024 election you know so she kept trying to to force him into saying things that he didn't want to say trying to to force him to make a, a stand on on putin you know and it was just like almost like an ambush interview for the first 20 minutes. And then they got to the questions from the audience and those were more reasonable. And, and that part I thought flowed a little bit better. Yeah. I, uh, from what I saw, obviously the stuff that, that went viral and piecing together the clips, it really looked like vintage Trump. It looked like it it was, it was exciting. Yeah. 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 Trump battling his CNN enemy and the audience loving it. But that's obviously uh, because the audience was selected as, Republican voters and or independents. So the the crowd was uh, a pro-Trump crowd in the first place. They weren't like a typical CNN viewer crowd, I wouldn't right. think. But, but yeah, what, uh, so 
do, how did you think Trump did if the if you have some criticisms of the uh, of the moderator, if that's the appropriate well, term in a town hall? But you get what I mean. He, he, he said what he wanted to say in answer to the to the questions, but then he would start to wander and then you know he'd say things that were true but weren't really related to the question oh oh uh, you know i okay i i did did this or didn't do that um but look at what i did over here it wasn't that great and we had the greatest of this and then over here there's something else. i understand that he's doing that to 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 stonewall the the interviewer but uh he also might not be that smart we have an entertainment get to the point answer the question hopefully we'll get more questions yeah that's, that's how he do, though. Well, yeah, I wasn't surprised at it. It was just... Uh... So anyway, I, I kind of liked it. It, it was... It, the parts that I wasn't cringing at, I was enjoying. And I think that was part of the reason why the, the audience was um, w- was smiling and, and clapping so much. Because it was entertaining. It was... Oh, it's yeah. Great. It's great to watch him... Beard the lion in its den and take on the the CNN and and obviously being successful at it. Well, and CNN needs him just as much as he feeds off them. This, as far as I understand, was CNN's most successful piece of programming in a long time. They beat out their cable news competitors that night, at least, mm-hmm. and especially with Fox reeling. Whether CNN basically wins either way if they beat up trump and they're perceived as beating up trump they get a chunk of that the 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 left-wing viewership that's thirsty for that if trump beats them up well everybody tunes in and and plays those clips and enjoys those so rightly or wrongly if you're cnn it's like you don't you don't necessarily care how that goes you if you're if you're just chasing ratings it's like there's I'm sure they were upset at how it went, though. It was it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, sure no more embarrassing than like your typical yeah. Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon uh, programming. Well, now that Don no, Lemon's I agree gone, with you, but, but I think that it was perceived by them to be embarrassing. Hmm. Normally, they're more shameless. Well, I applaud it to CNN. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they did it. You know, it's good for them. It's good for us. So, and and it's only uh, salty tears for the, for the uh, um, the Democrats or the uh, yeah. you know the 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 progressives. Well, and Trump's polling numbers, to the extent you buy those as real or not, but if there's truth to them, his polling numbers against Biden are really improving lately. And so this. I have a lot of questions about how the next election is going to go, but it would appear that there is enthusiasm building behind Trump relative to declining support for for Biden. And if we get this Biden-Trump rematch, how are independents going to sway? Uh, I don't Do you hate Trump more than you hate the condition of your wallet and your retirement account? And, <sighs> the interest rate on that loan that you're trying to get and all of that. I mean, people, people's hatred for Trump is deeper than their own economic well-being or any host of other important issues. I, people will still vote, vote Biden because he's not Trump, but I'll be, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. In addition to seeing what the fortification methods will be this time. Yeah, that's going to be scary. They're saying DeSantis is going to jump in in the next two weeks here. And I almost hope he doesn't. Well, I I just feel like, you know, again, it's going to be like they're going to 
DeSantis and Trump are going to batter each other, and and uh, as, I mean, as long as they're they're doing fair criticisms or they're doing honest yeah. debate, but if they're just going to start mudslinging at each other, I don't know. I don't think that. I think that, DeSantis's that, plan is going to try. I think his politics will be stay above that. That he's going to bank on being the above the mud guy and try to run on the listen. I'm a winner, and I don't get involved in the the brash talk that turns people off and. I think that's the angle he's going to go with, but I just don't, I don't see a path for him to win the primary. I think he could beat Biden in the general, assuming right. their rules. He was the uh, nominee, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I don't see how that. he beats Trump in the primary. There's a year, you know, over a year uh, in some in some places before people are voting, but we'll start the voting in in January, obviously. Um, yeah, I just I just don't the, see his path to the nomination, though. Yeah. Uh, have any, have any states decided, have any, uh, states stated that they would not have a primary if Trump was the, was the nominee no, or something like that? No, I don't like think that? so. It, I haven't heard of that, but. Maybe it was, know. uh, oh, all right. All right. Well, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me. Have Bye. Take care. Do you I have any have excitement again? Do you have any excitement for just the show, let alone the vote? But the, the Trump for show. Sure. This CNN yeah. thing really. You're in. It, it, I don't know. I mean, it lit a fire under my ass because I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see what happens now. But I'm not. I'm not like super jazzed about voting for Trump. I'm admittedly more excited for the show than anything else. I know that. I I feel so conflicted as I've talked about before. My attitude toward trump is entirely entertainment based like i want to see the end of the story i want to see the show but that's not a good reason to vote that's not a good reason to form the direction of your country Mm. or maybe it is i don't know maybe everything's a show at this point if it's entirely clown world why not pick the greatest clown opportunity yeah i suppose i mean i do want to see what happens Hmm. I think we're going to see end of it. the saga. That's a legitimate reason. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a great reason for me to vote, but I can't deny it. It's that's, I want to see the end of the story. I'm treating this yeah. like a movie now. I can't wait till the end of the trilogy. I can't wait till season two or the end of the trilogy or whatever it is, you know, Yeah. but it's going to, I know it's going to end up, even if it comes to fruition, which there's a lot of fortification to get through for that to come to fruition. I, I know that this is like waiting for the final season of Game of Thrones or something like, oh, man, this is going to be the best. Oh, wait, that episode sucked. It's so disappointing. But the next right. one's going to be great. Oh, wait, that episode also sucked. But they're definitely going to finish it up with something <laughs> awesome. Oh, wait, all the episodes sucked. And it was much ado about nothing. I don't know. But anyway, oh, no. he won't be Joe Biden. That will be nice. I would rather just not have Joe Biden in the White House. That would be a step up. Yeah. Let's try. Though, I mean, nothing's really going to matter. Yeah, maybe maybe I should just uh, well, well, drop any faith in in the system or the future and uh, gain a more realistic perspective that way. Yeah. Wes, are you there? Hey, blonde. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Hi. We are well. What's on your mind? Always, always a pleasure to talk with you. So, um, I I actually signed up for this not having a topic, but then I listened to you talk for a little bit, and you talked about how. You were looking at your son in your wife's womb. Or daughter. Or, I don't know. <laughs> or Zer. Oh, no. <laughs> it's one of those two right yeah. now. You just can't take the DNA. Yeah. Um, and that reminded me of Trump criticizing DeSantis for 
passing too strict of a ban on abortion at six weeks. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, that is one surefire way to get me to not vote for you is to say it's too strict of a ban on abortion. Oh, and, I know. How how strict is too strict? Like Skag's well, story. Yeah, it's like people still want to abort a baby six weeks from them and, th- and they will call themselves like liberal or a conservative on abortion. They'll be like, well, I don't know, 12, 15 weeks. That's still early, right? Yeah, Skag's baby has like fingers and is moving its mouth around right, right now. You can, you can she's see, nine weeks pregnant. Yeah. yeah. All of it. And more important than that, it's uh it's human from conception. Yeah, what um, else would I it think, be? I, I well we know that 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 gets into a ethical debate, which I'm gonna get into in just a second. I was gonna make a point about how Europe, I'm pretty sure has it even right there i think every europe's pretty typical around six weeks i think uh at least the uk maybe it's maybe it's actually three months i can't remember six no that's that's a month and a half anyway um so i think that would definitely affect the way that i support trump if if he wants to make abortion more accessible make it reduce protections on people like that and i kind of want to wonder with desantis okay why isn't it why isn't it complete ban why aren't we doing yeah, that yet yeah um no i don't think people are ready for that or yeah whatever. my guess is is practicality is the answer and that, that is would, something you would I, rather have you would rather be closer to the correct answer than further away right um uh that's the incrementalist versus altogether argument uh a key uh, point in support of that point of view is um, in Michigan, they banned abortion, and then the backlash was so bad that they had elected a leftist judge who then overturned it. And but now Wisconsin, basically, Wisconsin was yeah, yeah. And now they've they've lost all the progress that they had. So, if the populace isn't ready for it, then will we lose any ground we could have gained? And people like Clavin say that we should take the incrementalist approach and try to slowly change hearts and minds and if we can win a little bit here then we win a little bit here and try to i hate that though it's so compromising it It, it's a compromise of your values but is it a smart compromise considering we know we live in a fallen world and maybe we can't save everything um the argument against it i've heard is no we don't push back one iota from what we want and we let the politicians compromise and then when they compromise we say Hey, we we still want you to ban it all the way. Yeah, that's um, that's fair, I suppose. But what that's, do we do if we are the politician, right? Well, yeah, if you if we, you are the politician, to me, I I want people to explain those principles. If if your principles are this is a moral wrong, it is the ending of the of a life that is distinct in no way from murder. It should be treated as murder as a legal matter as a consequence of that. And if, and if you're the politician and you say. I understand that people disagree, and as a practical matter, I am willing to accept some sort of compromise in the interest of pushing it closer to what is the truth of the matter here. I will do that. You, you're allowed to state your principles and compromise on them to the extent that the proposal or the idea gets you closer to the realization of them. I just wish people would be more honest about it. Instead of like that that abortion piece I heard earlier, one of the things the activist said, or it was a doctor talking about this new law in North Carolina, and she says, oh, well, the exceptions here are just completely arbitrary. The whole law is arbitrary. And I'm thinking, your definition of life is arbitrary. It's arbitrary, lady. right. You make yeah. up when things are lives and when they aren't. 
And I understand that people have that perception like her, but if I, if you can get it, if you can move it away from people like her and toward what I think the moral uh, truth of the matter is while articulating the principles, why you believe that to be the case, then I don't have a problem with that. Just, I just want the honesty. And it seems like there's a lot of hiding of true beliefs to make them more politically palatable, I guess. It's equal parts. I, oh, I don't know if it's equal parts, but it, it's part hiding. Some people hide what they really believe. Some people will outright admit, yeah, we know it's a human life, but we think we should be able to kill it away because of <laughs> this, this, that, and the other. They'll, they'll say that. The, the, the doctor might the think that. You're own. right. I might be wrong. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the, the woman who advocates for it, that girl who came on Michael Knowles' show said that the right of the mother to do what she wants with her own body trumps the life of the babies. Um, Ooh. So well, I suppose that's maybe a more honest argument. Ooh. I think it's um, wrong, yikes. but it at least grants the idea that there's a life at stake. Did you see that guy who has the title The Surfs who went on Tim Pool's show? Yeah, I saw I, I saw the clips from it. I didn't see the whole episode, but... Well, if you saw the clips, you got the gist of it. Yeah. Um, some people like him haven't totally thought it through and aren't really thinking about how it's inconsistent with their worldview but it it ties into i watched a debate between frank turek and christopher hitchens back like two or three years ago and i was listening to hitchens this famed orator and he's a sharp guy but frank turek kept asking him the question why do you say the things that you think are good are good yeah, and Christopher Hitchens basically couldn't answer him. He couldn't give him an, the best thing he gave him was empathy. But why is empathy good? Right? Why yeah. is it good? Yeah. That that's the moral question that I struggle with to answer in without some god concept, and that's why I'm on the quest that I am. Because if it's yeah, if, if there's no benchmark for that sort of thing, if there's no inherent value or purpose to human life to define that good. Where does that value, where does that purpose come from if it doesn't exist, if everything is just random chance? And here we are because of a series of uh, random events and there's nothing really to it. Yeah, then then what are good and bad? And what yeah, would be just... wrong with, with cold-blooded murder? Yes, Chemicals that's the basis of, of postmodernism, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. There's just, there, there is no... That you set your own benchmarks, effectively. There are no moral rules to the world. It's just however you perceive it. However you perceive right or wrong is equally valid to the next guy. And that's, I think, I, I, I think I have to bring this up every single time you and I talk. Because it, it's it's so related to everything in the world. Every piece of policy, every law is ultimately a theological position. Hmm. What does god say about it and if there is no god then we can just make the law whatever we want and law is people law is demos um demos means people law is what we say it is and that is a moral statement you ought not do this and you ought to do this or if you say okay there is a lawgiver then we should see what he has to say about things so the people who say we can abort children at eight months seven months five months pregnancy they are making a, a theological statement ultimately. Uh, in think, that th- their, their benchmark for good is, is theologically different from more traditional views, I guess. So what, it's theologically different from somebody else. What influences that, that moral stance that they're taking? Yeah. Well, if, if it's it, just a matter of convenience or yeah, if you can't you. answer what makes something good or however, the question was framed that you originally posed, how would you answer what makes a good law? 
or what makes right. a law good? I, I don't know how you would answer that question. And that calls into question, where did we get our laws? And it's yeah. pr it's very obvious that a lot of it came from um, the Bible, at least for America. Um, of course. How can society even function in the absence of religion? This whole thing that uh, man well, can we, make their own it. moral law. Yeah, but this whole thing that man can make their own moral law and they're not going to uh, stray from that or deviate from that in any significant way is retarded. You just well, you just we, rewrite what what law is to man in, in current times. That's exactly what's happening here. Although the founders well, every, were not irreligious, they weren't. No, they had a few like Jeff Jefferson, who Hitchens cited a few times that he wanted to separate church and state. Although he was a deist or perhaps a theist, he was he, Jefferson was a weird case. But like yeah, but all that's the other religious, he wasn't an atheist. How many no, atheist founders were there? I think there might have been one. Yeah, there was one Catholic too. Okay, those two ca cancel each other cancel each other out, and then the remainder are just you know Protestants. Yeah. Um, so the abortion topic, I probably if it came down between Trump and DeSantis, I think I'd probably go with whoever has uh, a stricter idea well, on controlling abortion. The the thing with Trump that. <laughs> A lot of his entertainment factor, the trade-off on that is Trump is just fundamentally, I suppose it might be, I could call him unprincipled. I think I would probably say he's not a good explainer of his principles. I think that's completely think fair. On he, principle, he cares about two things. One, he cares about making America better and more wealthy because he's a businessman. That's what yeah. he can do. He's good at that. And two, it's uh, what the social issues, well, whatever's most popular, I guess. He appeals to his base. Where did I hear He's a strategist him? in that matter. I heard him recently challenged by someone on the right about the bump stock ban. I'm trying to remember exactly where I heard this, but he gave... It was in the CNN town hall. Was it in there? And it, maybe it was that. And he said... Um, he said, it well, you got to you got to you got to remember that basically nobody has bump stocks. And well, yes, he said two things. Answer. Tons of people have bump completely. Stock. He said bump stock is basically nothing. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And the NRA suggested it. So in other words, he got with the NRA. OK, yeah. what can we ban that will make very little impact, but will also win me brownie points with the left? Yeah. Not realizing that he can't win with the left. Well, he can't it, do it. And ignores the fundamental principle of do you get to redefine people's property and make it illegal without any new law? No, you don't get to do that. There, there are all sorts of whether one person owns that or a million people own that. That is a violation of property rights and 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 the process by which we make and enforce law in this country. That's the answer. It has nothing to do with the bump stock itself, but th this is kind of what I'm getting at is, is that Trump's not the guy, whether you're talking about abortion or gun rights, Trump is not the guy to get at those first principles in that way. And if you're going to support him, it's like you just kind of have to accept that, you know, he's he's like. I'd say he's an honest, corrupt politician. He's like, yeah, I take advantage <laughs> of all the loopholes and all the crap that everyone else does. Yeah. I'm just honest about it. And I point out, hey, here's what the law allows us to do. Maybe we should fix that. Until then, I'm going to be using it. They're going to be using it. They'll just yeah. pretend like they don't. And this is why I feel so conflicted, as I mentioned. On the one hand, I find him very lacking in the articulation of and the right, commitment yeah. to those principles that I'm talking about on a lot of issues, if not most or all of them. On the other hand, entertainment factor and pissing off the right people off the charts. So do I, am I compromising too much on my own principles to say, I'll allow some deviation from important principles just to make sure that I get the show and to make sure that the right people are angry. 
am I gonna am I gonna do that again? I don't know. Yeah. I'll end with this. I would have a lot of support for DeSantis if he didn't fly to Israel to sign a oh, law restricting Oh God, I know. Yeah, what are we gonna do about that? I, uh, we can't vote for him. Apparently, you can't criticize the right the the wrong people mm. or distribute right. material that would be uh, harassing. Whatever yes. that means. Yeah. Whatever. He's out of the running now for any real person, right? Any person it, that cares about the truth. Nobody's good. We just gotta pick the best guy good luck with that one yeah. yeah all right well thank you man have a good night hey always a pleasure good night okay let's catch up with a couple chats we'll get back into the calls over on rumble jd 1492 just an off the uh off the wall idea but would listener batman have or has he expressed any interest in doing a hero soap voiceover ad read gotham clown world smelly hobos lots of possibilities uh i have not well of course i know batman and i know the guy at Hero Soap, but I've never connected right. them. So I think. Oh, uh, look at that. Hero Soap, if you're listening, I'll do the Trump. Russia, if you're listening. Um, yeah, if, if there's interest, I, I could reach out to the Hero Soap guy and say, I know a, a sweet voice if you want to make a dramatic ad. Um, but I would have to connect connect those two dots. <laughs> so I'm not saying Wouldn't no. That'd be something. It, it'd be. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe maybe um, when the, it comes time to advertise blonde soap, there's an opportunity time. there. Do you want polished white skin? <laughs> um, are you good? Yeah, we're good on Rumble. Nerd in exile. FBI involvement in the church, the Proud Boys, the Patriot Front. I tried to tell you, I'm not crazy. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot on the right that this recent thing, this recent march was not a Fed thing and that we're getting fedded by saying it's Feds. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I just assume everything is feds. It's probably not smart, but it's what I do. You you engage in some of that too. Of course. Uh, half of it's joke, half of it's serious, but there's a lot of mysteries <laughs> about Patriot Front. I, I yeah. don't have any evidence to say that they're feds, to be clear. And so I don't... They I, seem pretty fetty to me. I try not to say that definitively because I don't know. Uh, would I be surprised to learn that there are at least informants in their operation the same way there have been in the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, the rest of people. I'm, I'm sure that that's a distinct possibility. Um, but I find there are several things about Patriot Front that are weird. Like I, people were pointing out and I didn't even think about this the last time when they were arrested in Coeur d'Alene about a year ago. They why were police not taking off their masks at the scene of arrest? You're under it arrest. It was so bizarre. I, I can't, I can't imagine that they wouldn't have done that immediately. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Antifa generally does not oppose them, that's weird. The fact that there aren't arrests when they march in general is kind of weird. Uh, to be clear, I'm not seeing evidence of them doing massive lawbreaking. I forget exactly the reasons why they were arrested in Coeur d'Alene, what they did to get arrested. But they have these marches in D.C. with some degree of frequency. I know they've done it before. And generally, there are not arrests. And if, if this was some intentional show thing i don't know maybe if it's an intentional show thing you don't want to rest but usually they, well, they find a way of course they, they find would. some yeah. you know they find some way to get these people on some kind of trespass or something like that but uh yeah there's a lot of, oh and the other weird thing about patriot front i've heard a lot of people saying this on twitter too and i have the same experience i'm not the most well-connected guy in like i don't know I would just say the world of non-insane politics, like non-leftist politics is a pretty broad tent. 
And I know yeah. people here and there. Um, I am not, you probably know the North Idaho, you have the North Idaho connection better than I do, obviously, but I don't know anybody who's in Patriot Front. No, I don't know a single I. individual. I don't even know names. Like at least with um, Proud Boys, you could talk about Enrique Tario and you could talk about Gavin McInnes' original involvement and all of that. Mm -hmm. Who are the people in Patriot Front? Yeah. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Uh, no, I don't know anybody that really does it. Yeah, uh, they're a mystery. They're a mystery to the people that they shouldn't be a mystery to. Like the people who would theoretically be in like aligned with their views as presented have no idea who the hell they are. That's that's it, though. Wouldn't I know in North Idaho? I would think I, I'm I'm friends with Dave Riley. Like, wouldn't I know people that were in Patriot Front? I would think if it was a real organization, you would at least mm. have some concept of who these people are. I don't know. Henrik thinks they're real and he lives up here, so maybe he knows more than I do. Hmm. Um, Stephen Sugars, free the mom mammaries. Indeed. It's it, the mommy mammies is how you phrase Ugh. that. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Playboy magazine. We are tasteful because men look at your girls alongside their wives. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm just not I'm not prudish about nudity is the thing. Well, and the distinction too. again, I don't know what to what degree young Dennis Prager was involved in this or not. Um, Absent his but, involvement, I have no issue. With but I will say the distinction that you made, I find to be a pretty important one that not all sexual behaviors are created equal, right? Some of them have a, uh, a, a purer moral purpose than others. Obviously. Playboy does not have a pure moral. Never. No, but I'm saying that, that I'm more willing to tolerate if you want to call it an act of degeneracy or an act of deviance, which maybe that's even language that's too strong, but astray from that morally pure sexual purpose within the confines of marriage, I think is, is an appropriate, it's an important distinction. It's different than just, you know, uh, randos, uh, experimenting with randos. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I do not care what people do in their marriage as long as they aren't having like threesomes and stuff. I, I hmm. don't care. Why would anybody care? Well, uh, oh, uh, sorry. Anyway, well, I'll, I'll, I, I could think of some pushback to that, but I'm going to leave that. Perhaps we'll return to that, uh, discussion later. Cause I want to make sure we have enough time for, I'm callers. having some editing issue here. I can't read with this. I wish I didn't have oh. to listen to these. Something, something, something. Oh yeah. That's but showing I, up weird for me too. <laughs> gotta pay the bills somehow. Sorry. And then that must say, tell us how you really feel. I'm sorry. Your joke didn't land. Cause I don't know what this says. It, it put the text of the name. Cause it's so long over, over the, the text, text yeah. of the chat. Yeah. My apology. Blonde bun. I probably won't still be in by the time blonde or Matt reads the super chat. Huzzah. Ah, I it's it. time to release or you're going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. No, um, okay, we should circle back or we, we want to get a few more calls. Steven said manumit the mum mams. I, what? I don't even know. <laughs> this is all about freeing the mommy mammies, whatever that was. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will come back to your chats at the end of the stream. Thank you guys, as always. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Dungeon Breath, you're up if you're ready to go. Hey, Matt. Hey, Blonde. How are you? Hey. We are well. What's on your mind? Oh, well, um, first of all, just want to, uh, tell Anthony from the Charlotte group that, uh, me and all the guys were proud of you. He, uh, 
I forgot to send you the pictures back on Friday. He had a fight. He did a MMA fight in oh, Knoxville cool. and we, uh, we had a watch party, um, full on full with a uh, drinking game rules and, and the like. And so uh, how did he do? Uh, he lost, but oh, right, right. We're, we're still proud of him. This uh, was uh, he's just getting into it or what? I think this was his first like uh, actual organized fight. He's been doing uh, BJJ for a while. This was, or, I think, BJJ. When you say you watched this, this was televised, or did you have some yeah. special stream of it or something? Yeah, it was streamed. Okay, I'll I'll send you uh I'll send you pictures. Um, I'll spare the video lest uh, uh Anthony not want it shared or anything, but uh, but uh, I'll send you some pictures for Sunday if you'd like. Sure. I'd, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to take a look at it. That's cool. Uh, um, but. I was just calling in. Oh, first of all, I got married. Uh, thank oh, you congrats. guys. For, thank you very much. Um, thank you, Matt, for um, good general life advice. For well, congratulations. Good long while. Uh, yeah, and congrats on the kid, kid number two. Well, thank you. Uh, how uh, have you had you guys been together for a long time, or what was the? Yeah, it had been, it had been a while. Uh, uh, so you were convinced to uh, to make it how official? How long? I'm not telling you. <laughs> oh no well the important thing is that you did the right thing eventually <laughs> better late than never how old are you um i'm early 30s okay fine how old is she um about the same age god damn it ah oh. all right i'll let you off the hook this time you owe her many many children now yeah, 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 really. As many as she can pop can, out. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't. I don't know that times are side in that, re, that respect. Well, yeah. just get her pregnant now. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, wait. You said it was good in, advice. Now you have to listen to this advice. Hurry up! No, yeah, I'm just that, kidding, man. That, can, as long as I can tell you how to run your show, well, of course, yeah. Con- congratulations. That's great yeah. for you guys, and we're happy to hear it. We tell you, you how to much. run your life, but you can't tell us how to run the show. <laughs> Correct. That's yeah. That hey. Hey, Matt makes the rules. You just enforce them. Uh, no, no. Blonde so, makes the rules and I clean them up later. That's how, <laughs> that's how that goes. You, you just remove all the, uh, all the racial slurs and yeah, uh, <laughs> whether it's the discord server, whether it's uh, YouTube, yeah. whatever it is. Although oh, I got to no, say, no one cleans up on the, the telegram though. On the Sunday stream, I said faggot and they still allowed ads. So oh, nice. Yeah. Cool, I, cool, cool. Somehow. Somehow the grace they give you has been extended to me. It's all going to happen at once eventually. Yeah. When you finally get your fabled hit piece. But uh, that's anyway, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was calling in to, uh, to, I guess, defend, uh, defend your buddy, Richard Parker, okay. uh, who's been uh calling in a few times and like I I don't I don't necessarily agree with with like all the points he's been making but um I do think he's right in that in that the idea that the idea that we should have no and, and I don't think you believe this I think this is kind of like an extreme position but that we should have no influence on on culture on the uh on the country around us other than our immediate family um and obviously family comes first that like, I don't think anyone disagrees on that point, but, but, uh, but like his particular bugbear being, um, I think it was rap music. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, really, I, don't I really th- hate rap music. 
Hey, look, I, I get it. I don't think you're going to get together enough like-minded people to, uh, to, <laughs> to uh, exert political power to ban rap music in any uh, specific locality, but say uh, uh, transgender surgeries, uh, say sex change surgeries, uh, something that something that can be and often is construed as a quote-unquote individual right. I mean, like if uh, I mean, don't get me started on the Civil Rights Act generally, but everything, every horrible thing is going to be justified through construing oh, yeah. it as rights, and we cannot and and allowing ours ourselves our limits to be defined by those that that want our children castrated and our culture destroyed mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I think is and, I, and i'm not saying you necessarily disagree sure. with this matt yeah yeah I, I would just say a couple things uh one for the most part in those conversations we're talking about we're talking about speech we're talking about viewpoint and expression we're not necessarily talking mm-hmm. about things like childhood gender transitions or surgeries or things like that things that are well, outside I, the I scope even, of viewpoint but and i didn't even specify childhood um yeah yeah you mean, could, that's, yeah, you that's could go, obviously but but yeah uh, and, I, and i agree and, and but the thing is they're edge cases and and if we're not if we're not taking the ball down down the field and in, in the direction our culture is wanting to go it's it's not sitting still yeah and, the the other thing i would say too is it's not that there are no other effective means of influencing culture or that all other means are uh, invalid. It's that mm-hmm. if you want to influence, maintain, sustain, build healthy culture, you do that first and foremost by building a healthy household. And that means mm-hmm. building a family. If you're, if you're dad, that means being head of household and making sure that your children are raised with moral integrity. It's not yeah. that it's that there's no room for politics or no interaction with politics and culture. It's about, I think being realistic where your influence is best wielded and understanding that if that when everyone does that properly, or at least as close to Mm -hmm. everyone as possible, that's how you really make progress in, in shaping and defining what that culture is. I think that strangely, I don't think that you guys disagree with each other as much as he thinks you do. Um, the argument is like, should we uh, as a society be pushing back against, against this, or should we just be separating ourselves? Uh, because they will collapse upon themselves at a certain point. I mean, they're, they're yeah. dysgenic freaks. Freaks. I mean, they they can't perpetuate a society on their own. Yeah, and and Matt, leaving aside the point that there is like demographically, I think we are far beyond the uh, the yeah. threshold of fatherless households and broken broken families to be able to even reach that point. Um, like it, just going purely off of that alone, I agree, it's still important for whatever survives as blonde was saying coming some level of collapse i think it's probably inevitable at this point but uh yeah i agree it's a a very difficult challenge i just don't see the alternative it's like what what do we do well what what power do we wield to fix that if not um, case case in point um uh row uh row is a very good example row and now uh whatever the dobbs i guess um I I've really come around on the idea that politics is not downstream from culture. That 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 uh I guess that quote from Breitbart was actually always misunderstood anyway. He was actually kind of saying the opposite. He was saying that politics comes after culture in terms of people's people's priorities. Um there was a coworker of his that kind of explained that on a podcast I was listening really? to. Really? 
Yes. So, so people are much more concerned about culture, and then later they're de- they'll deal with political stuff. Yes. Is that? Oh, yes. oh. wow! Oh, I've been misusing the, that quote forever. Yes, everyone has because the right generally operates the quote unquote right. This uh, the uh, American quote unquote right wing mm-hmm. um, operates off of this this idea of populism that is fundamentally false. Right. Culture is downstream from law. You. Um, the majority of Americans at the time of Roe's uh, codification, it was something like 70% of Americans did not agree with it at all. And what have we seen in the interim? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and, there might be a, a data argument for that. I, for, yeah, to me, like in my own personal experience, that seems completely backward to me. Like the idea that I've got my moral convictions because some politician or some law told me seems foreign but, to me. But I know I understand, but, but I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, how, I'm open to the idea that perhaps there's evidence to that effect. Yeah. And, and how much of, how much of people's individual, how much of people's individual, um, choices are shaped by what they can or cannot do in a given society. And, and then the rest, there's a whole lot of rationalizing, um, how, how you're a good person because of whatever choices you made as well. Not saying that that invalidates you know, morality in any sense, but, but I mean, there's, there's tons of data to this effect yeah, um, I, on, on acceptance of gay marriage, on abortion, on, um, a lot of the civil rights act things. And, and like, I, I challenge you, Matt, maybe I'll, I'll dig up the uh, video and send it to you. And I challenge you to listen to the debates surrounding the civil rights act when it was originally signed. And I, I'm, I bet yeah. you, I'll bet you $20 that the guy's um, having these debates were making more accurate predictions about the current state of America than you or I were. Uh, <laughs> they were the, five, yeah. the Rick Santorums ago. of their time, I'm sure. Exactly. I guess my, my only problem with that too, and I, I'm not saying that it's false necessarily, it's just if true, I would view it as an indictment on our society that if you're making judgments about how you should behave with reference to the law first and foremost, you that have is a real a, that problem. Is a you have no moral core. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm, so again, that's not to say that you're wrong in that description. It's just, if that's true, that that makes me uh, bummed out for my fellow man. But, but if, you, if you don't have a, a strong religious community and you've gone to college, then uh, professors are being trained to indoctrinate based on legal precedent. And then that becomes people's religion, people's religion. So that's what happened to us with government schooling. And then we're like loosely agnostic and then suddenly we've been totally indoctrinated. Exactly. And and we, we live in a world where we're surrounded by people that, you know, we think they are, or we think, I mean, they are good people They're They make what seem like moral decisions day to day, but then, um, but then, like, say, we live in a culture where abortion is normalized, and, and that's how that sort of thing becomes more morally acceptable is because... But these people, people aren't good people. I mean, I don't know how you could possibly advocate for abortion. You could be, you know, pro-choice, or you could be an advocate for uh, transgender youth, and you could still be a good person. Like, I, those, it's so constitutionally diachronic <laughs> opposed like how how can you square that circle it's just that normies are being influenced so much that they no longer mm-hmm. have any agency is that what we're gonna say well i would say that a lot of people generally don't have agency like not not in the none the degree that we would think i mean it's not not to say that you know 
everyone's an NPC except for me. I'm Mr. Big Brain. Obviously, <laughs> I am as well. I think I yeah. I consider this kind of an extension of uh, Conquest's. I think it's his third law about how everyone is conservative about what they know best. Yeah. It is the idea is that if you are if you don't know about something, then you're just leaving it up to other people, and therefore you're you're guided more by loose moral quote unquote, you know, what, what seems like the right thing to do, which the right thing to do is more influenced by your surroundings, your, the people you hang out with, your friends and whatnot. So in, in such a way, it's pe we just have lived life accepting that FDR stopped the depression despite all the evidence to the contrary. We live life accepting that MLK uh, was everything he was pitched to us as instead of uh, what he actually was. Um, you know, we, we think the Civil Rights Act was some great thing. That's what was taught to us, despite the fact that it is it is destroyed the lives of black Americans in every measurable metric ever since. Hmm. Well, thanks for the comment. Um, a, a lot of great thanks. thoughts. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> sorry to, no, sorry to talk your ear off. I don't know. Obviously, no, we, we, uh, there was a lot to think about in that one. So appreciate it very much. And uh, thank you for calling. Of course. Talk to you later. Okay, Gilgamesh is up next. Gilgamesh, are you there? Oh, oh, your audio is so bad. Oh, I have. Uh, is it better? That's a little better. Yeah, I have my TV up a little bit. Sorry. Hey, blonde, you're looking great as always. <laughs> hey, Matt, you look great. You look good too. Oh, thank you. No. But oh, blonde, your outfit. I was thinking of Heidi. For some reason, if you had your hair in pigtails, you'd you'd resemble Heidi. You know, um, a German. You know. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It look, yeah, you do. You look very much like you're from Germany. I'm very I'm only a little fest. German. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it. But, you know, and Matt just looks fine. You look like, okay, you're going to be fine. No, his, his beard's coming in nicely. Oh, I know. His beard's coming in. He's getting that beard. It's no, I just, more, as I've said, you it's... Keep it grown. You'll, look, you'll eventually grow that Arab beard. Well, like yeah. I, as I said, the, 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 the routine trimming in the last few weeks has been uh, on pause because I'm trying to not get hair clippings everywhere for the purpose of selling the house. Your beard looks oh. so much better. Why haven't you yeah, done this before? Leave it alone. Because it's too yeah, pubic, dude. Like, it, no, it'll, me, it'll, it's, it's a phase. It'll grow mm. out. And well, it'll, for me, I can't, I can't keep my, when mine grows because I start itching. Yeah, you gotta you gotta push it. past it. Yeah. Oh, it just dried, so I have to shave it off. It doesn't grow in fully like Max is growing in. Mine just looks like a mess, like I'm homeless. And I do. I kind of look like you know I've got very fine hair, so I look like I'm bald. Plus, all my hair color's gone, so I'm gray. And someone said you look like Jim, um, what was it? Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, the guitar lead guitarist. And I said okay, because I thought I always looked worse than Gollum. You know, that's a joke because I'm, I'm like, I make other people look better by comparison. Oh, Jim Carrey, when he did that infomercial where he was a fat white woman and had, uh, uh, I don't think I've Sharon, seen that. Goes, yeah, and all these, oh, you've got to watch it. It's hilarious. He goes, they have a trucker and he goes, I look beautiful. Everybody looks better next to me. And I was like, yeah, I make Quasimodo look good. Oh, and that's no. a joke. I'm joking. I, I have no, you know, but yeah, you wanted, You were asking, oh, I saw your Black Pill with Black Pill about the th West Memphis Three. Yeah. Actually, everything in there was true. I mean, I it can't like, believe I was wrong about this, and I was so Oh, smug. that documentary is such shit. I mean, I watched it, and I said, oh, these guys are liars. 
there, there's nothing truthful in this documentary. And one of the guys is actually one of the directors of um, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, really? Yep. I forget which one, but yeah, one of the two guys who directed that crappy movie that everybody said was really good um, directed that documentary. Dude, I was so smug about it. I even called somebody that was like a fan of the show that was telling me that um, the whole thing was bullshit. I even called them a retard, like live on our Sunday show. You know something? What? I I don't remember that. I take no offense. Blonde, I take no offense with it. I'm actually declared a a retard, so I I accept it. Yeah. uh, You're too self-deprecating. What did you need to talk about? We got to hustle. Yeah. Oh, well, you wanted to know this whole thing with Stephen Crowder. I'll make it real simple. He's Wait, what thing? The thing about YouTube? Oh, the, he, no, his whole family. What's going on with him is the reason everything's falling apart. He suffers from glut, gluttony, which is consumption. Greed, because, you know, consumption, like his fame. Greed, and then pride. He won't give up his, that he admit that he's wrong, and he's a man-child like Donald Trump. Oh. So, yeah, both him and Donald Trump are the same personality. They're man-children that can't admit when they do anything wrong. I've actually looked at my reflected on myself and realized I don't suffer from any of those except for the disobedience. I'm not, I don't want to have pride. I have no, you know, I'm not jealous of anybody. You can have all the money and I still don't oh, want it. Good because it doesn't make you. people happy. Just look at all the people that keep wanting, wanting, wanting and are never happy. Yeah, people gotta, after they win the lottery are, are yeah, famously unhappy. Yeah, they're all miserable. <laughs> yeah. Like that one black guy in florida who was he won a lottery and he was murdered by that woman. uh yes what was his name it was abraham yeah abraham he couldn't read or write and the woman literally wrote a, a letter to his mother trying to say that and she goes my son can't read yeah. or write and they, they found out they caught the guy and he basically got her to admit on video that she what they did to him and he was buried in her backyard yes it was awful oh, yeah. she got oh, she yeah. got power of attorney because he was oh, illiterate yeah, yeah. yep and basically stole his money. And he didn't even care about the money. He was giving it away for nothing because yeah. it didn't matter to him. He was a happy guy who got killed because greed. And it's yep. like, other people's saying, greed. Yep. Totally. Oh, yeah. I'm at the point I look at people and I'm going, yeah, there's so much sin in the world. I'm going, that's why I don't vote anymore because the sinners are the people in our government that just do terrible things and they drag you with them. So I gave well, up on that. Well, that's music to my ears, Gilgamesh, yeah. but we do have to give you the boot. I know. Hey. God bless you. God bless you too. Oh, one more thing. You will end up having another kid. My mom went through the same thing and had miscarriage. And if she listened to doctors, I wouldn't be here. So don't give up. You'll have at least twins maybe. Oh, I'm hoping so. I had a dream about it. Yeah, twin boys. I actually, before I knew you were ever pregnant, I said, Blonde's going to end up having twin boys. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, twin boys. We shall see. Here's hoping. Well, Uh, good uh, luck. Bye, Gilgamesh. Thank you, Gilgamesh. Have a good night. You too. Okay, we'll take one more call and then we'll get to the questions. We have a lot of question email questions tonight. Well, it's not too bad. Okay, uh, Adam, you get last word. Hey, hey, How you guys oh, oh, your audio is so clear and nice after right. that call. I just wanted to say God bless you both and God bless your children. Oh well, God thank bless you. you too. God bless you as well. well. It's good to hear from you folks. Y'all are some kind people. I wanted to talk about uh, Trump and the upcoming election here. Sure. Cool. Um, I don't think people should vote for Trump. The guy sold us out. He did. He okay. really did sell us out, didn't he? Tell me. Yeah. I Well, I'm the one who has to be convinced against my own emotional. My own emotional commitment to the man. Convince me against it. Uh, 
Well, if we're going to appeal to emotions, I'll talk to you like you're a woman. <laughs> Please do. I'm, I'm behaving like one, so that's how I should be treated. So the guy's a liar. He didn't okay. accomplish anything good. He gave us a momentary period of economic stability, but for what? It all got undone by Biden. Mm. The only reason I voted for the guy to begin with was because he was going to build the wall. Yeah, He didn't build the wall, so I'm not voting for him. That's he had totally four years fair. to yeah. do it. People are like, oh, but the bureaucratic process stopped him from doing any of the stuff he said he would do. I'm like, that doesn't no. explain like Operation Warp Speed or any of the omnibus bills or Syria or any number of things mm -hmm. that he did. And I'm just supposed to forget about it because he dunked on the media a bunch. His Supreme yeah. Court justices were all, it also ended up pretty weak. Oh, that that's not even the beginning or the end of the Noseberg. I got to credit the, the road decision. Come on. I'm not trying to interrupt, but the the Roe decision is is massive. That is a huge achievement. Yeah, the, the OSHA Dobbs thing was really won. bad, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see. Yeah. The uh, OSHA well, thing was terrible. The OSHA, not to mention what, the five hundred billion dollars for blacks. Five hundred billion dollars for blacks. For what's that? To... What are we? Wait, wait. I need to know what these items are. But the OSHA thing was um, they did they still mandated um, the vaccine for healthcare workers. They did that under Trump. Yes, I thought that or was no, a Biden. It was. Move. It was. But it would. But he was. It was Trump Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, but Trump justices, was the so start of it. Oh, as in they? You're talking about the Supreme Court decision. I see. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. However, the, yeah, I can point to decisions mm -hmm. that were were uh, probably flawed. Wrong thing saying, was huge, though. I agree. The the correctness of the, the not just the constitutional correctness, but the moral correctness of that decision. Massive credit. I, anyway, Adam is is calling to be critical so i'm not trying to hijack C carry on continue uh, with no the worries, criticism no worries. so proceed adam yeah sorry <laughs> um no trump is not your guy he pretends okay. to be your guy right now the media is going all out to make him appealing to you like they're they're throwing him under the well quote unquote they're throwing him under the bus with lawsuits like look at this poor white man that is suffering under lawsuits and lit litigation you mm -hmm. should uh, feel for him he didn't do anything to help out his fellow man while he was in office he didn't build the wall he didn't stack the judiciary he didn't deport illegal immigrants none of the things he campaigned on he actually he didn't do any of them not a single one and the worst and thing he, i think is that he's a poor judge of character and so there were constantly snakes in his cabinet and to all of us it was plain to see who it was going to be but to him he just mm. let these people keep getting in and i think that they probably had some kind of unholy alliance uh for whatever reason it does I don't wear disagree. thin the guy it, had devils and snakes in his cabinet yeah but, and but that, he, that had to be his it, own fault right it's fair to say who picked them and as someone who has been uh, a fan of him if for, only for emotional entertainment reasons uh, and not necessarily principled reasons it does wear thin after a while to see almost every one of his picks end up booted or end up on his bad side and then criticized as a crazy person or mm -hmm. some other sort of um, some other sort of turncoat or something when it, you have to ask after so many episodes of that, you have to ask what role did you play in those soured relationships and or why, why are you bad at yeah. picking people? If I believe well, you that they suck, why was your decision of them made in the first place? Well, you know, look at the people who are even halfway decent, like Jeff Sessions, and mm -hmm. he gets replaced with the, uh, what is it, the Jewish AG, uh, Merrick Garland. 
like you took the only person who was actually prosecuting uh, illegal immigrant cases and you threw him out the door for someone who lets everyone. What in. was even well, the but defense Garland of was that? Biden's pick? Uh, I don't remember all Barr the came after that were going us. on with Trump, but Trump was it No, you're talking about Barr. Decent. You're oh, talking about sorry. Barr, right? Forgive me. It was Barr. Oh, okay. But different Jew. I don't think he is he Jewish. He, yes, he is. So, but he did. He did the 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 um, uh, Ruby Ridge. Wasn't he responsible for Ruby Ridge in some way? Uh, Art was involved. He in was that. part of the aftermath, but I believe <sighs> was it Napolitano or Janet it was, Reno? Um, or Janet Reno. Yeah. yeah. Wrong no. Janet, but yeah. <laughs> Trump's AG pick, William Barr, was top cop during federal siege and killing of Randy Weaver's wife and son. Oh, he was. So that was under HW, right? Yeah. That was what, like... Uh, it was 92. Well, it 92 was the last Bush. months of H.W. Okay. Uh, Bush, but yeah. then Clinton picked up the where H. Bush left off, and he massacred everyone at Waco. Right. Now, yeah. the, Trump had the chance to do the right thing and pardon everyone from January 6th and he didn't do it. And then mm -hmm. I see him on TV saying, oh, I'm going to pardon them all. Yeah. Why did you not pardon them when you had the chance in office, when you had the power, mm -hmm. but instead you're pardoning like Jared Kushner's father, Charles Kushner. Who who's a, a crook, like an actual slumlord. Yeah. He's a fraudster and a pervert. The guy was blackmailing his own Jewish brother and his brother's wife. Did you with... see that uh, that documentary about it? It was like the worst thing I've ever seen. I was like, I hate these people so much. The Kushners are, they're like Clinton bad. Well, and he sold his daughter. Trump sold his daughter out to these people. Yeah, it was basically he... like a nobility arranged marriage with them. Everyone but the people who actually supported Trump got a pardon. The people mm -hmm. who actually supported Trump got jail time. Yeah. So if you're a guy and you're planning on voting for Trump, maybe reconsider. The guy's what, not uh, for you. But what you, about uh, for the laws? What about? <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah. If you want to be emotional like a woman, then sure. But I am emotional like a woman. And I have no excuse. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> um, what, is your, uh, what is your plan of action? Are you just uh, abstaining from voting entirely? Or are you going to vote otherwise? Or what are you going to do? I'm not going to vote for the two same wings of the Mossad party. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to abstain voting on this one. I hear you. All right. I am too. Well, thank so. you for bringing me back down to earth. Thankfully, I, I don't even have a vote in the matter for more than a year of the Montana primary. Trump will be selected by that almost guaranteed. So well, fair I won't enough. be making any womanly emotional decisions anytime soon. So it was a pleasure talking to both of you. God bless. I'll see you, you too. Around. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, that'll do it on calls this evening. Thanks to our callers. And uh, if you didn't get in tonight, uh, or if you would like to participate in the show, but you can't call in, of course, you can send us an email question. Again, the way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form, and we'll take your written questions that way. Uh, this first one, probably a no, huh? It's the, yeah, I guess we didn't I message you on Skype about that. I don't, I don't know what to do about this, but we probably should talk to this person like we don't have a way to. Should we? Well, I'm just going to be upfront with about this. We got a question that and and I'm not going to give this person's name, but we don't have a way to respond to this person because we don't have an email address yeah. is, or is there an email address assigned to it? I don't think there is no, just a name so. and a question. The, the reason that we're not answering this question is because this question asks about the characteristics of a good manifesto. 
And that could be interpreted to mean like I'm writing a manifesto for certain purposes, which is probably not a good idea to engage with in that way. Um, And then he goes on to say, like, I'm just saying, like, if you had nothing to live for. And I I don't want to answer this, like, here's how you write an excellent manifesto that people will read. Like, if you're watching this and you have serious intent to do something like this, I'm telling you, it will destroy your life. Do not do anything. And if you are speaking strictly on hypothetical terms for some thought exercise, you're welcome to to do that. I just could you please clarify with us is all I would say. It I, sounded pretty high school shootery. <laughs> that's a that is one way to read it. So I agree that it's probably unwise to engage until we have clarification. But if you are the person who sent this in, uh, feel free to follow up and clarify intent and um and we will be happy to get back with you after that. I eat ass. <laughs> says, I wasn't gonna. I, I was not gonna be the one. You will be banished on a desert island for one year and can bring bring only three things. What will you bring and why? Well, I would need some kind of water purification. I assume. Yeah, definitely. So I guess I would do that. Time. I would need uh, well, some kind of fire starting system would be key. And then a spear. Yeah, it would probably take some kind of tool like an axe or or a spear type thing. Some sort mm-hmm. of metal blade of some kind would be my three survival items. Maybe like a long knife. Yeah. Okay. That's that pretty was... bare bones, but you can do a lot of things with those tools. And you'll survive if you have water and you can scavenge some food. Michael Schlatt. As the old saying goes, if you're not liberal at 20, you don't have a heart. If you're not conservative at 30, you don't have a brain. Perhaps I'm insulated, but I hardly see people become more liberal as they age. I almost exclusively see people defect from liberalism in exchange for more conservative values. When leftists see this, they simply chalk it up to brainwashing. With that in mind, does the left think we have more power than we actually do? If yes, do you think this makes them fight harder for their cause? Yes, they clearly think that we have more power. We have like no institutional power. And they st- they have to think that we have more power because being oppressed is is fundamental to their worldview. To their worldview, yeah, exactly. So it, that that is part of what makes it so inco- incoherent. It's like you guys have. I know that you're that that Kevin McCarthy has a slim majority in the House now, but other than that, you have all the reins of power in the federal government, with the possible exception of the Supreme Court and the um, culture. But yeah. but everywhere else, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about. Um, you want to talk about Hollywood or you want to talk about sports or you want to talk about any other cultural influences. It, it's not, um, it's not uh, Christian conservatives running most of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. but th- something the left understands that the right failed to do, especially in like the eighties and nineties is they know that they have to, with their lives, defend their dominance on uh, on a cultural level like they cannot lose their stronghold in the culture which is why they go so hard against emerging christian conservatives it's weird because their dominance is based on claims of and a perception of victimhood right it seems like a like a paradox or an oxymoron uh, oxymoron or something like that but it, it is a total contradiction they exercise their power by being victims Through victim status, they are able to exert influence, exert power over others by perpetuating the belief that they're owed something because of their 
victimhood. Oh, I've been victimized by society in ways X, Y, and Z. Therefore, you owe me this. Yep. No matter how untrue it is, they still, they have to perpetuate that because that is the, the vehicle through which they gain their power and maintain it. Thank you, Michael. Lizzo's pendulous squish mitten. Oh my God. I've never heard the term squish mitten. Oh, ugh. is that what uh, Michael Robinson has too? Is it? Oh, <laughs> let's imagine communism takes over. What do you think would be the best job for the government to give the autistic? Okay. So unpopular opinion. I don't know if autism absent mental retardation is real. You know, people used to just be weirdos. Agreed. You know, there wasn't some DSM-5 thing being like, oh, you were in the bottom spectrum of acceptable social skills. People used to be fucking weird. Like, how many incredibly smart people do you know that are have no social skills and they're autistic? It's like, if you're of high intelligence, you're not autistic. I come from a day when somebody was autistic. They were like nonverbal in a wheelchair. And now it's like, some kid kicks some other kid in the knee and some your mo- a mom runs, runs up to you. I'm sorry, my son's on the spectrum. I'm like, your son's just an asshole. <laughs> I, I completely agree. There's a lot of talk about vaccine vaccines contributing to the prevalence of autism and all this. I, I don't know enough about that to, to tell you yes or no. I, I do know that I think that autism is just overdiagnosed in general, yeah. independent of vaccines or other factors that... You're going to see a lot of things correlate with autism if autism is just diagnosed way more than it used to be. The counter people will say is, we understand it better now. But my completely non-professional, non-schooled opinion, for whatever it's worth, yeah, I, I people who are supposedly on the, spec, uh, on the spectrum, I've they were just weird kids when I was growing up. There's, there's nothing really wrong with them. They're just weird kids. And we're all kind of weird in one way or another. It's not like I was the super cool kid at school or something like that. Everybody has. I was. Oh, speak for yourself. Congratulations. But everybody, right. ha- everybody has varying talents, abilities, whatever, characteristics, um, whatever. Like look at and- Mark Zuckerberg. You know, he his his uh, total absence of humanity has allowed him to become the world's foremost evil gene. And I know oftentimes the smartest people I know are the least personable. They are the hardest to get along with because either they're very demanding in their work. And so they're hard to work with for that reason, or they just seemingly lack interest in social interaction in that way. They just don't care. Like I would rather spend my time focused on something, focusing on something that's really important to me and I can produce great things because I'm yeah. very, very focused and interested in that. And that's fine. You don't have to be like the the schmooze guy who's talking to everybody at the bar. You're not totally, there's nothing but, wrong but with the you. opposite of that isn't pathologized. Like, don't do you know any people that are like their entire life is one hundred percent based on uh kind of acquaintance interactions, like yes. low level social interactions? Yes. Like you know somebody that has no substance except they have four hundred friends yeah. that they talk to for like four minutes a week. Yeah. It's like that's exactly the opposite of autism, and it's not in the DSM. It's like you're a worthless person, except you have excellent social skills. Yeah, I, I I hadn't thought of it in that way, but that is not a comparably diagnosed condition. You're right. So anyway, all of this was a, an aside from the substance of the question. <laughs> I guess I, I I have to 
but I'm going to dispute the premise of, well, let's say that to follow up on your, to follow through with your premise, I'm going to say that autism in this case is a, is a very serious condition. It's not just like, oh, that guy's really weird, but he's a math whiz. Like, let's talk like, like actual tard. Disabled, (laughs) actually disabled people. Yeah. Um, Um, like the government is deciding what job, there's a central power deciding what jobs you must do. Well, there's just because you have a certain disability doesn't mean there aren't all kinds of tasks that you can do. Now, I I also have to dispute the premise that we should be doing this, of course, that you should get assigned a job by the powers that be because they consider it to be good for you or that it's your most worthwhile contribution to the common good, all that. Shelling peanuts. Shelling peanuts. We don't have that mechanized yet. Help me out. <laughs> uh, Walmart greeter. Great. Or are they too scary? No. I'm going with Walmart greeter. Uh, this next name is really Ooh, fun. Um, clever. Souk Medik. You guys never pull fast ones on us. Uh, you actually, yeah. you do all the time. You win a contest in which you can choose to have free and limited services. Oh, I love this question. Of a cook, a chauffeur, or a house cleaner. Which one would you choose and why? I don't know how anybody could choose anything but house cleaner. Agreed. How could you choose anything else? Cooking is one of the greatest joys of my life. I love to drive. Yep. Um, I mean, house cleaner, a thousand percent. Yeah. I enjoy both of the first two. I do not enjoy cleaning at all. I do it in the interest of maintaining a, you know, a, a functioning home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, there's no, enjoy- well, I don't know. Sometimes there's a certain pride in like mowing your lawn. I, I, Outdoor stuff is different. Yeah, but I'm talking. Yeah, I mean, like cleaning the toilets or something. No, there's no there's no joy or pride in that. Who is saying chauffeur? <laughs> I love driving. That's one of the one of the many reasons I don't want to live in a city is I love driving. Yeah, it's just oh, yeah. it's part of the experience of daily life to me. And I hate giving that up. I hate public transit. I don't really like. It's not that I hate walking or being outside. I, there's lots of things I like to be outside. I hate walking as a means of transportation. I would rather get to the place I'm going much quicker. I don't want to. And I certainly don't ride a bike for transportation. Everybody knows how I feel about that. Yeah, really. Gross. You're so that's another clever one. Craven. Moorhead. Ha <laughs> <laughs> This must be the same person. You are offered $75,000 to go without bathing, brushing your teeth, or using any cosmetic. Or These must be the same person because they're all the same kind of premise. Uh, so no bathing, no brushing your teeth, or using any cosmetic or cleansing products. Well, that's, that's basically the same thing for one year. You cannot tell people why you are doing this for a year. Will you accept the offer or pass? Why or why not? So Hell basically, no. a pretty good salary for... I guess I don't understand the difference. No bathing versus not using any cosmetic or cleansing products. Isn't that the same thing, really? I hate this. Okay, absolutely not. I wouldn't do this for like a million dollars. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I mean, if I if I never brushed my teeth or cleaned myself or. I would look pretty nasty. I guess that wouldn't. It doesn't matter how I smell on a camera, though. No, I, I could not do it. I need makeup. I'm not like a naturally beautiful woman. I have to like draw somebody else's face on my face to look hot. You know, also I smell terrible. A lot of people are like, Oh, my natural smell smells like peaches. It is like 
onions and garlic and a homeless person or something like if I don't take a shower every other day, it's like I I, I can't be around anymore. I'm going to entertain this on the technicality. Can I go jump in a lake? Can I like not, you know, not technically bathe, but still bathe? What about lotion? Yeah. And, it's and I all can't of these shave things. either. No, I'm not going to be a so it's, smelly makeup list monkey for a year. For it's no bathing, grand. no brushing your teeth or so it's all of these. It's not a choice of them. I, I, was, I was thinking of it wrongly at the start. The other thing, the toughest for me, weirdly, would be no brushing my teeth for a year. I think that would drive me that insane. That would be the hard... You can't wash your ass and you're worried about your teeth? Seriously, given the choice, I know this sounds insane. I'm going without the ass washing. I'm brushing my teeth. I have to brush my teeth. Hero Soap, did you hear that? Can, can, can I wipe my ass? Is that allowed? Okay, Was, come on. That, that, of course. Yeah, right? Okay. I just can can't, I like, use my day? Yeah. If I could use my bidet, the downstairs situation wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Ugh, I hate this. I'm, I'm, no. in, I'm, I'm open to it with possible <laughs> technicalities because that's that's good money, man. I got to provide for my family. Uh, Cucker Tarlson. Yeah. Is watching porn as a married man or woman a form of cheating? Um. I. Uh, I don't think it's good for relationships, but I wouldn't call this infidelity. I had a, uh, a friend who's, I think she was his fiance at the time. They're married now. Uh, they might've been boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, but just, I forget if she caught him doing that or how it came. Maybe he just defended it. I forget how it came to be, but she considered it on par with cheating. And this was like 2014. So maybe 10 years ago for me. And at the time I thought that was completely insane. Yeah. Um, but the older I get now, I don't know if it's exactly the same as, physical infidelity it's definitely not but it is it is seeking jollies outside the commitment of right the marriage and the whole point of the commitment to the marriage is for husband and wife to find that satisfaction in each other for the purpose of creating children building family all of that i I, my gut instinct is that it is it is bad but distinct from cheating but it's hard for me to say exactly why. Like, what is the distinction that separates the physical cheating from the, I guess you could call it digital cheating or something like that? Uh, the risk factor and everything. It's okay. so emotionally um, uh, distant. It's not It's not the same thing at all. I mean, it's not optimal for relationships. But, like, especially if both partners are aware that pornography is, is being watched, mm-hmm. then there's some consent element, too. suppose if deception is removed, there's something... There's one factor eliminated there, but, but to the extent that it's a deviation of, of a deviation from the, the purpose of the ideal form of that relationship, I would say that it's bad. Of course, I just, uh, well, let's put it this way. Would you consider it grounds for divorce? Like if cheating is grounds for divorce, this is something. Would I consider finding my husband watching porn grounds for divorce? Yeah. Of course not. So it's something below that. It is. So it is like 70 rungs below that. Hmm. I have this. Am I, I wrong have, on this? I, I have a kidding. gut reaction th- that's similar. I just can't really articulate why. I understand that the disease risk and stuff is different, but the the infidelity component of it is somewhat similar, I suppose. Like the, the I don't know. I really feel like I wouldn't even be pissed. Hmm. I'll have to think about this some more. I like I said, I thought my friend was crazy ten years ago, but now my my gut reaction has changed a little bit. 
And I don't, uh, I'll have to think about it more because I don't know exactly why. I'll have to think about the the principles at stake here and figure out where I stand on that one. Mr. Careful. Nickers. Nickers with a CK, not with uh, the double G. Anyway, um, he, uh, Mr. Nickers says, He said the N word. With the record number of illegal aliens crossing our border, it makes me wonder. Where are they all going? What jobs are they working? We have record numbers of unfilled jobs right now, correct? Well, they are going all over the interior of the country. They are, uh, the the short answer is we don't know. They're not limited to the border communities of Texas or Arizona or California Mm -hmm. or New Mexico. They are being bussed into cities all over the country's interior and that's it. We don't know what jobs they're working, but clearly they're... They're working and sending money back to their home countries in a lot of cases. Yeah. I saw oh, an, for an, sure. Most a news cases, piece about this, about how great that was. Like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're helping their families or something. And it's like, well, yeah, but that money is is going bye-bye from our country. That's, yeah. that, that is a problem, isn't it? Like, why is that inherently good? By the, like, Guatemala or whatever gets uh, $3 billion from Kamala Harris, as we, uh, as we heard from uh alejandro mayorkas over the weekend (laughs) why are we sending money to those countries and then also having the labor in this country send money back to those countries yeah i don't but the short answer is we don't know that's we we have no idea where these people are going could be anywhere and to the extent that there are tens of millions of them over the last x amount of uh years uh they're they, they exist in a volume that is uh insane at this point yeah yeah totally uh do i have to read this next one you're up all right richard barker dear matt very often you've expressed an aversion to centralized power instead of insisting on decentralized power that can never get the job done on such important matters as responsible immigration control border enforcement lgbtq yuck and myriad other matters Is it not more sensible to simply discern that democracy is a crock and a farce and that it is utter insanity to endorse a system that guarantees that those who hate us hate Europe, the West, and white people will eventually regain power, even if we beat them for a fleeting period of time? One cannot win elections indefinitely, especially with demographic replacement, election fortification, and so forth. Blonde, what say you? Is it not time to say down with democracy? Yes. I mean, I... First of all, we're not a democracy. Uh, we never have been. And I think the entire concept of democratic values when you're in amongst a sea of idiots and minorities is preposterous. Like, what do I have in common with the average American these days? Not shit. I don't want to share my voting rights with these retards. Um, and, and, you know, it's fine if you live in a small white country, but you can make almost any system of government work in a country like Sweden before they let migrants in. So I don't know that it's democracy per se or communism per se. I think it's just the nature of people being so homogenous that allows um, a litany of governmental systems to be functional in, in those nations. But democracy is is so faulted that I can't imagine it would ever work if there's a, a modicum of of diversity in a country. Yeah, democracy is no ideal. Democracy is, in fact a form in its pure form is a form of tyranny to be defended against. And, um, and 
I'm at least I'm not aware of any time that I've advocated it as any form of ideal for exactly that reason. What does government exist to do? Does government exist to serve the whims of the majority at the total expense of the minority? Of course not. That's why we have that's why we have our rights protected. That's why we make sure that power is decentralized such that not only are your rights protected by their articulation in the Constitution and your state constitutions, but if a majority tries to exert its will on you in a way that you disagree with, you still have the right to leave and go to another place, another community, another state exactly, yeah. that's more suited to your preferences. So um, my dispute with, with I, I guess, to follow up here too, the, the, my dispute with centralized power is... A matter of of moral principle, I would say, but but I have to question this idea that it is more practical as well. That if you had enough centralized power, you could deal with all of these problems. Um, that you could deal with the creeping rainbow tyranny, and you could deal with, I think, uh, what was the border mentioned? I mean, the border is is a national problem. Yes, sorry, in I so, have that insofar as the the federal government exists to represent us as a country. In, in the international stage, like the border represents our boundary with other countries. That has to be a federal task to handle. Totally. But as far as the as far as the day to day aspects of your life and how you want that to be handled in your community, that's the whole point is making sure that somebody in D.C. 2000 miles away can't just cram down their view of what the good is on you. And you have no say in that. And the idea that some some central power is going to have the moral purity and perfection to tell you how you ought to live and that that is going to have not not only is that going to be morally acceptable but it's going to be practically good it's going to produce good results i mean those are those are premises i just can't agree with yeah yeah um but i suppose i'd be happy to return to this question too maybe he would say that that the constitutional republic can't address these questions either uh and and perhaps we could return to the question with that framework but yeah i would agree that demo Democracy and and voting is a fine that's fine for decision making in a, in localized communities. That's what states are. But you have to preserve that ability to leave when the majority is against you. Yes. And so it's it's not it's not actually uh, democracy that's the highest value in any of that arrangement. It's it's the protection of the rights inherent to the individual. One of those is hitting the highway if everybody in your community decides that. You'd rather not associate anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So I agree. Fuck voting. <laughs> At least as the highest value. <laughs> it, it, voting is a, a mechanism of decision making within the restraints and the confines of higher moral truths. Those higher moral truths must be maintained. Voting is secondary to them. We got them, guys. Ashwin says... What are your thoughts on people living a celibate lifestyle? Should it be encouraged more than it is currently? Um, well, celibate in what? Like celibate, are we talking about abstaining until marriage or are we talking about celibate for life? Well, I don't, I don't know. Celibacy is like a, it's a state of being. It's not necessarily permanent. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think that people in certain situations should strive for celibacy. You should try to be celibate before you're married. Well, I guess that's abstinence. That's different, right? You should that's try to be to celibate if you're a gay man. Ah. Uh, yes. Well, if you grant... I guess it would, it, the connotation would be that it was a life, like a life choice. A permanent life choice. Yeah, if you're thinking... Uh, 
if you're thinking in the the priestly sense or something like yeah. that. Well, the uh, definition is just a person who abstains from sexual intercourse. I, I'm the wrong person to ask about the religious tradition aspect of that. But as far as um, just, you know, the normal guy out there in the world, I w- of course, I would never advocate that because. Not because I think sexual degeneracy is good or you should embrace the opposite, but that the sexual relationship you share with your wife or your husband is a very important one to experience as part of a complete human life and as part of building the next generation to sustain your family, sustain your legacy, all of that. That I can't imagine I can't imagine my life without my wife and my son and how how different my life is now from what it used to be and how much I'd be missing out if I'm missing out on if I never made the decision to mm-hmm. build a family with my wife. So of course I would want everyone to experience that. But I guess to to figure it out is celibacy better than outright sexual degeneracy? And I would say, yeah, because the, if the purpose of, of the sexual relationship is the creation of children, we should avoid it when it is not being put towards its proper purpose. Celibacy is closer to that than just being a huge whore. Yeah. So I can see it in that context, but I certainly wouldn't say it's ideal. And I don't know. I mean, without getting into the details, I I guess I would need someone uh, to explain to me some of the religious philosophy behind celibacy and what the reasoning behind it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mr. Ed, did we only like Trump because he was the least bad president in our lifetime? Yes. And uh, because he was funny. It's the entertainment factor. And there, there were, pol- <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> there were policy wins as we we're talking about earlier. There were important things, important goods that happened. Were they more than the bad things that happened? Well, that's up for debate. But right, I could give you, uh, you know, some some policy wins I think are important. But I, I, I freely admit, I, uh, I'm entertained, and that oh, yeah. is what keeps me coming back. I'm here for it. It's it's the bread and circuses. I'm like, give me that bread and circuses. Dangerous Spaces says the left often claim to be the party of compassion. They then, for example, put people of poor health into difficult and stressful positions in order to gain or hold on to power. They claim to be anti-racist, but then claim, for example, that black people are too stupid to use a computer to get into college without affirmative action. (laughs) They claim to be pro-gay, but then, for example, insist that a man or a woman not sticking to standard gender is actually the opposite sex and basically have been saying that gay people essentially don't exist anymore. I could give heaps more examples uh, of claims leftists make versus reality of how they act. But my question is this. Do you guys think that lefties really believe the claims they make about themselves, such as the ones we just listed, and simply don't recognize that their actions might be contradictory to said claims? What are your thoughts? Um, mm. No, I think that that every everything is a tool in pursuit of power. And I don't think that they're thinking philosophically about these things. Maybe they do believe it in the moment. But if that contradiction is is pointed out to them, it's still sort of rationalized or justified because it is a, it's a it's it's a tool in pursuit of power. It's not a, a, a matter of moral principle or restraint at all. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. To what extent are these sincerely held beliefs or to what extent are they just um, tools in pursuit of something else? I think sometimes they're I think what we were talking about earlier, like can somebody that believes in abortion be a good person? I think that. A lot of that is uh, that they're just influenced by social norms, in which case I think that they believe that they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I think um, that, I certainly I'd think say that most you... liberals think I'd say 90 percent of liberals believe 
truly believe that they are doing the right thing. But then there's mm-hmm. that that really nefarious 10% Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates element um, that's driving them. The leadership aspect, yeah. The leadership aspect that's yeah. driving them um, into this situation where they they have, they think that they have the moral high ground and it makes them very dangerous, both, both groups, so the 90% and the 10%. So yeah, and I don't think that, you know, Klaus Schwab believes that abortion is, is like a great thing morally. I just think that he's trying to, he's, it's a means to an end for him. Yeah, I I think that's, I think that's actually true for a lot of people, maybe not the activists, but like typical Democrat voters, they'll have a sense of things being uh, not good or not right. But we've been trained to believe that, that tolerance of effectively everything is a moral virtue in itself. And so you'll hear lines like, I would never personally get an abortion or have my child aborted, but if someone else wants to do that, I have no problem with it. You never think critically, well, why? Why wouldn't you personally do that? What are the moral constraints? What what stops you from doing that? What would make you not do that? And think through that about whether that means other people would be violating certain moral principles by doing that and how we ought to address that. I think I think there's a lot of that that people whether there's moral confusion or whether it's because it's kind of the the fashionable thing now you have to say you have certain opinions to be viewed as a good person people will say they support or will tolerate certain things even though they know in their mind they would never engage in that sort of behavior themselves and probably wouldn't be friends with a lot of people who would Yeah so Maybe they maybe that that would point to a lack of sincere belief. It's just I don't even necessarily believe this, but I know that I have to say this to be treated well or I have to, to be treated well to, yeah, to or make accepted. friends or yeah. to be socially acceptable. Yeah, could be yeah. could be a lot of that, too. Anyway, thank you. Dangerous spaces. Odie's up next. Uh, I'm surprised that Knuckle Hunky Buck didn't come up with this, but isn't the term for Jordan Neely a moon? jogger oh i think i skipped one actually sorry um no that was that was dangerous spaces oh no there's one more about uh, crowder in here that was my bad Um, yeah i don't know who asked it thank you odie that wasn't a question um sorry (laughs) thank you for the moon jogger joke sorry but that's true moon jogger is the appropriate Um, thank you yeah this was from mr no name hey matt and blonde did you see how steven crowder threatened youtube for removing his videos with alex jones he thinks that he can do anything to youtube which he can't keeps falling apart i don't know anything about this I'm so off the Stephen Crowder uh, train, except for in my marriage, where I'm like, well, that doesn't work either. Every five <laughs> minutes, my husband's like, what are you talking about? My, uh, uh, my understanding is he had Alex Jones guest host or co-host his show on YouTube and got um, in a bunch of trouble for it. And his, his channel on YouTube is now hanging on by a thread. He got a bunch of strikes. I should care about this. You know, like this, this affects me and our show and it's about free speech and everything like that. But my brain is going, but he's such a douche. Why should I care? I, I, I know this sucks. This is lame and everything. I just can't come to his defense about anything because my woman brain is preventing me. from. Doing of course, that. I would, I would stand with him on that principle that YouTube ought not to be doing the censorship that it is. Uh, but I don't know exactly what the case was and, uh, I don't know. Did he try telling Neil that uh, that doesn't work either? When it, when you gotta it say it the way he said it. I can't get my voice that high. That doesn't work either. I can't do that. <laughs> it's that my voice doesn't go up that high. And I know actually we went back and watched the footage just to hear it again. 
And it's not so as mad. high as many people present it. In fairness. But that doesn't work either. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, for some reason in my head, whenever I try to reproduce it, it's like it's as though he just took a big uh, helium inhale. And oh, that's yeah. how that's not how it sounds. But for some reason, it just exists in my head that way. I shouldn't think this is funny. I don't I don't know what's wrong with me. It, it it's not something that I noticed on the first watch. But ever since you pointed it out, I can't uh, I can't. Yeah, it just gets stuck in your head. Mm. Socialism is for fags. Did you see or, or sorry, do you guys think future generations will try to implement socialism in the country? Is Gen Z or the generation after them too brainwashed to actually think they've been corrupted with the LGBT shit? Is there any hope for the future? Why? Well, I, I think we're pretty much already at some level of uh, socialistic status quo. I think the federal government uh, already has way too many socialistic programs that the federal government yeah. shouldn't be involved in any of this. You can make the argument that you want retirement security. You want student fi- uh, um, financial assistance, you want government uh, health care assistance that maybe if, if states want to enact this and try to try their own systems, there's probably an argument that that's constitutionally square. We're not it's federal takeover of all of this stuff. We have that's a short list of all the, the socialistic programs that exist from the federal government that ought to be dismantled. So mm-hmm. I. uh I would just say, uh, do I think future generations will try to implement it? They already did would be my answer. Like, yeah, I mean, and are, yeah. are, do you think for as, as much conservative, uh, like Republican candidates or conservatives talk about, we're going to Congress, we're going to reform, we're going to do entitlement reform. We're going to yep. sh- clean up social security and Medicare and all that. Uh, the only way those programs are ever going to collapse is by the collapse of the country that they're, they'll never be deleted legislatively. What was the Ronald Reagan quote? There's nothing more permanent, nothing so permanent as a temporary, as a temporary government program. Government. I know that uh, these programs were not necessarily passed to be temporary. They're supposed to be ongoing, but they, they shouldn't exist as a matter of constitutional principle. They won't exist as a matter of practicality. We are not going as the population ages and we have fewer and fewer children. We're not going to be able to have the young working people who don't exist subsidize the retirements and healthcare of all the olds who didn't have kids. There's the numbers don't work. I don't know what to tell you. Like we're going to hit this wall one day, but uh, who knows? Maybe we're all dead in the gay war before then we get a merciful ending instead of a painful one. Anyway, do you have any other thoughts on that? Okay, thanks for all our uh, thanks to all the question askers. Again, contact page of the website if you'd like to send one in mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call and show question form. We'll catch up with your chats. We'll call it a night. Over on Rumble, Addicted to Drums says no simp Wednesday. Well, who's simping for whom? Is it those blonde simps or is someone simping for someone else? You got a few skag sims. Do I? Well, I appreciate it. It's not that. Gilgamesh, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, he said I looked okay tonight. Yeah, he's so that's mean a, to you. That's about his... Uh, well, yeah, he did say I looked like a pasty corpse last time. <laughs> so, I don't think so. I guess I'm, guess I'm coming mm. off. I'm elevating. Thank you, Addicted to Drums. Bert says, uh, one of the two-way drafts said owning a firearm isn't tied to military service. They obviously thought people wouldn't be stupid enough to need to hear it. Yeah, well, the the Second Amendment is one of the plainest pieces of language in the Constitution. And I understand that at the time, 
the Constitution was intended to apply to the federal government only. But if we could just get to that point, if we would, if we would all agree that the Second Amendment is a restriction on the federal government and states are free to do whatever communist crap they want with guns, which is not the world I want to live in, but is probably the legally correct answer as far as the Constitution's intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, the, that would be a great step forward. It, the, these people don't. If we had all the all, all the left wingers understand or all the gun grabbers, I suppose, understand that the. Per the Second Amendment, the federal government has no business in this whatsoever. You want to do this shit in California, you want to do it in New York, that's your territory. Have at it. Yeah. That's not that's yeah. not the philosophy, though. And and so if But we know that we know that that uh pretty easily understood constitutional language, they've not allowed to be an obstacle in any other context. So why would it be in this one? Bert says, Blonde needs her own soundboard, uh, soundboard. We need to hear her sounders on the show, make it happen. Um, that would be very complicated to achieve. I'm not just saying that because I enjoy being the one who clicks those buttons and having that. Yeah, power. no, not gonna happen. Um, seriously speaking, technically, it would be very hard to achieve. Not impossible, but very hard. I'm not like super into the idea either. Hmm. Um, Hillbilly Deluxe, just two more here. Apparently, the IRS team has been removed from the Hunter Biden probe. The whistleblower is saying this is clearly retaliatory. I did see some news about that, but I haven't looked at it in detail myself. Uh, Yeah, well, we had that story a few weeks ago. Hunter Biden charges imminent. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't care who's booted from the case. I don't don't care who's brought onto the (laughs) case. That guy's not getting prosecuted. ain't never gonna happen i'll believe it when i am when i am proven wrong bert says uh celibacy is abstinence for a greater good no such thing as incel because it's a voluntary sacrifice all right involuntary abstinence is more accurate or voluntary abstinence voluntary okay gotcha yeah thank you bert appreciate it we're good on uh rumble over on Odyssey rowdy dude says Thomas Rousseau is the founder of Patriot Front blonde. Um, you should you should have an interview with him. I think Patriot Front is a genuine group. They probably okay. do have feds trying to infiltrate. But what dissent uh, dissent or dissident right group doesn't. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just don't I don't know anything about them. And the fact that I don't know a single person involved makes me skeptical. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Oh, you're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, Chris Gard, I want a thousand year Trump Reich. Let's go. <laughs> I should have asked Chris about that when we talked to him last week. Man, he's he's my, fully on board the Trump train, huh? Maybe just just for the laws. My mom was so impressed with him that she like called me to talk about him. Ah, yeah. Like, I'm well, so proud of you that you're getting people of this caliber on your show. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> she was mystified by the beard too. That it's as simple as I that. know. And I got a lot of emails like, you shouldn't be talking about another man's beard. You're married. I'm like, my husband talks about how chicks are hot all the time. I don't think he cares how I feel about another man's beard. Long <laughs> down, John. People simping for DeSantis because of the bump stock ban should remember he's a big fan of red flag laws. We did hit on that a little bit. In fairness, though, that law was passed um, bef- that was passed and signed before DeSantis was in office. I'm not trying to be a disimp. Because I have my own a questions dissent. about. Ha ha! I have my own questions about DeSantis too, but um, but he's not the guy who signed the red flag law. Yeah. I think what critics hit him on is that he said things to the effect of like it's good or 
I'm glad. <laughs> I, I forget exactly. He, he expressed support for it at one point to, to be as uh, clear as possible. But he's not the guy who signed it. And I think he actually, uh, at the time that it was passed and signed, I think this was 2018 before he was elected, he said he would have vetoed the bill. Now, how he came around from, I would have vetoed it to, it's good that we have it. I mean, there's probably some potential flaws there to talk about, too, but um, that's as much disimping as I'll do. He didn't sign the bill. Leave him alone. Is that an original thing? Disimps? Yeah. No, I've seen that all over Twitter. In fact, the, oh, that's so the, funny. the person I've seen use that most is um, is uh, Robert Barnes. Oh, okay. He calls them disimps all the time on Twitter. Very funny. Yeah. That is very funny. Uh, Nerd in Exile says hatchet speed. Was that about our desert island thing? Uh, maybe. Or one other. And I don't I forget in what other context we're talking about hatchets. Matt Wilkerson. The messy bun is objectively the worst hairstyle option in modern society. Oh, I love it. Wow. It's like, um, I think it looks like a. Uh, Get out of here. Those girls. Uh, I almost said the Gringot girls. Gibson girls. Who the hell is I just that? watched Harry Potter. They uh, were these like 1920s beauties with these like really big messy bun kind of hairstyles. I've always thought it was such a pretty thing. Shut up, Matt. Thanks for the donation. Um, <laughs> buddy with an age politics man. is much like gay ass football, a game of inches. Move the chains. Blonde wants to sit back and throw 80 yard bombs and not put forth any effort. Then get butt hurt when we lose. True. Vote your morals in the primary and move the chains in general. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Fine with that's, that characterization that's probably a pretty fair uh summary that you don't want to be the kind of guy who uh if it's an online game of madden you don't go hail mary on on the first three downs until it's fourth and ten and then you refuse right. to punt and you go hail mary again mm-hmm. and then rage quit once the guy takes over on downs yeah that uh it's not just that it's not good sportsmanship because clearly sportsmanship is out the door at this yeah. point sportsmanship that sailed that's in politics fair. in this country years or decades years ago. ago but it is it's about it's about winning now maybe the answer too is uh no we're at we're, we're past the point of rules in the game even that the idea that you have only have four downs to get 10 yards is fundamentally not honored by the other team and so you should shoot the ref and carry the football <laughs> down <laughs> the field yourself and shoot anyone in your way because that's what's already been done to us that's the only counter i could say is I think Buddy's right to the extent you grant the legitimacy of the rules. And as designed, I do. I just don't I don't know that I believe that everybody agrees to those rules anymore. And so what do you do with that? How do you play yeah. the game in a world where the rules are not honored by uh by everybody? Um let's see. Let me reload. Do you have a strategy to go? Okay, fine, Thaddeus. I see you in the live chat. The Gibson girls were the 1890s, not the 1920s. Ah, you were corrected, huh? I was. All right. Thaddeus. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Buddy with an age. 20 to 30% blonde, 70 to 80% Matt would be a fantastic blend of ideals. That is funny because that's how we have um done the show, except it's more like 90%. <laughs> Um, Matt would be a fantastic. Oh, whoops. Uh, when thinking through an issue, I always feel like I've got an angel, Matt and a devil blonde in my shoulder. Sometimes blonde wins out. Great show. As always have a, have a great. It's true. God put Matt and I together to stop me from becoming a legitimate Nazi and to stop Matt from becoming a huge pussy. And (laughs) together 
we have balanced each other out in such a way that I, uh, I'm not so murdery. I'm some not might so say murdery. I'm still a huge pussy today, but no, I'm less say. of a giant pussy than I used to be. No. Certainly 10 years ago. And the last the last thresholds of pussydom that I had to get over blonde really helped me out a lot. That's um, true. It was the last hurdle. And now nothing turns a man into a man more than having a family. That I would say that is that is the full realization. Yeah. And and buddy, I, I know I'm joking around, but sincerely speaking, I, I take that as very high praise that, of course, that's the ideal. The ideal is to have that sort of dynamic and to have that back and forth. And I think that take a lot that of Sydney Watson and the quartering. Well, there's uh, when's the lawsuit coming? Hasn't that been filed? Yeah, yet? No, I don't think he's going to try to diddle her. Uh, t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's pretty hot though. Diddle, like, diddle is weird in the context of adults i always think of that as like a kid thing you know but, just like yeah oh she's, oh, the, <laughs> she's a pretty hot like treat like radio dials huh chick yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to play with her boobs a little bit chief sling and beef yeah. if you guys want to read more in the civil war read the south was right by the kennedy brothers it has much of razor's mm. points there and then some pbwu i don't know the acronym what, what that's probably obvious and i'm just having yeah late stream oh peace be with you oh yes i guess yeah it's a medical condition called a late stream mental retardation uh-huh i that's when i become autistic is right at L- about the S- two and a half hour mr lms yeah see i can't even i can't even do it incompetent hands I'm back. Start my new job on Monday. I couldn't have done it without you two. No, really, the show is better with my input. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you have contributed in many ways. Congratulations, Uh, buddy. And congratulations indeed. Does the porn and marriage thing not directly violate the ninth commandment? You're obeying the commandments to honor God, not your spouse. So their being with it, being okay with it is irrelevant. Mm. I Okay, yeah. You got me. You're right about that. Uh, Chris Gard. Wait, wait, I have to refresh. I have to admit. Okay. The the ninth commandment. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Isn't the, it the adultery one? Maybe that's what he means. Maybe. Or I just have my order wrong. I just want to make I'm sure that I understand. I'm such a good Catholic. Isn't it the adultery one? I don't know. I would assume. Uh, as in, well, now I need to know the language of, okay, the... Uh, the commandment here to make sure I understand the reasoning. So we're talking of the adultery one is what is the exact language? Or is that a rhetorical question? You shall not covet. Um, is that the idea? Thou like covet another man's wife or covet another woman outside of, outside adultery. of your marriage. I think that's a different one. Okay. 10 commandments. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad you guys. BNTB. All upgrade what the hell's going on here okay oh i hit thou shall not commit adultery my computer was talking back to me because i like i hit some button that read the page and it said bntb because this okay number seven is thou shall not commit adultery and then shall not covet is 10 okay so he must mean 10 i would assume this has been um insightful theological listening on the matt and blonde show it's true thank um, you jimmy can i reload chris guard says maybe i should encourage my daughter's first words to be <laughs> that doesn't work either <laughs> 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 well 
Thank you, Chris. And uh, speaking of the conversation with Chris, which I, um, I did get, you know, a lot of people had some complimentary things to say and not just about the beard, but when we were done, one of the things I wish we, I wish I had in the, the actual interview was it, it, it was his whole perspective was interesting in that it was at some level saying like, uh, I fucking hate philosophy, but here's why that's what we were talking about when he was done. Yeah. It was like philosophy sucks. And here are the, here's the <laughs> philosophical explanation for why yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily a contradiction, but it, it was it's so true. It was just an interesting perspective and, <laughs> and I appreciated it. And of course uh, I appreciate his contributions to the show too. <laughs> All right, we all we all set. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, looks like we're uh, we're good on Rumble. We're good on Odyssey. We're good on D Live, which means we uh, are good to finish up the show. Anything else before we get out of here? Thank you for joining us. Wow, That's we really nice. timed everything perfectly. Look at that. Two minutes to go, just mm. in time. Well, thank you guys for joining us this evening. Appreciate your calls. Appreciate your emails. Appreciate your super chats. Appreciate your self-congratulatory super chats about your own contributions to the show. <laughs> but congratulations on your job, Injured Guardian, as well. Um, we'll be back on Sunday, of course. Uh, talk about whatever happens between now and then. If you'd like to listen back to any part of the show, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast is where you find it. Speaking of mattchristensenmedia.com, anything show-related. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you.